Okay, answer me this. Yes, sir. I was thinking about this the other day. If one is having sex with a Frankenstein, okay, is it technically a gangbang? <laughs> one has always been gangbanged by a Frankenstein, yeah. I mean, because it's many people. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. So. Yes? Yeah. So it's it's always a Frankenbang. <laughs> also, it's a necro gang bang. Oh, a necro gang bang. <laughs> Yikes. You know that's a thing. Oh, it definitely is. That's somebody's sure, thing. For sure. I mean, I don't know how they set it up. <laughs> like, There's a lot of moving. I was going to say there's a lot of moving parts. There's a lot of not moving parts <laughs> involved in a no. necro gang bang. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's true. It's just easier just to find a Frankenstein and yeah. go at it that way. Yeah, he's been reanimated. He can do, you know, all the stuff. I am the one-stop necro gangbang shop. <laughs> That's what I he puts should not on. live. That's what he puts on his Tinder. But I should. You, Fuck. You think he gets scared whenever he sees that little Tinder flame logo? Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Bad. Push through, Frankenstein. <laughs> Push through. <laughs> We're just solving all the mysteries here on the newest episode <laughs> of Dead and Lovely. Here with those with the most. It's me, your good buddy, Uncle Ben. Me, Hollywood Steve. And on today's show, we're going to be uh, talking about Night of the Living Diod. Yeah, the remake from, from 1990. Mm-hmm. When I was only a six-year-old boy. I would have turned, oh, let's see, this came out, I was nine. So I wasn't pooping my pants at this point. This is when I had moved on to pooping other people's pants. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of a little inventive hey, devilish face. can I borrow phase. your pants real quick? I'm not going to poop in them or anything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I pooped in the pockets. <laughs> I pooped in the pockets. If I would have seen this when I was six, though, I would have loved her fucking bowl cut. More on this bowl cut later yeah, on. Yeah, we'll talk bowl cut. We're going to get in bowl bit. cuts. Yeah, but a that bowl bit cut would have been, you would have been like, oh man, I hope wanna, mine looks that good. I want to be that lady when I grow up. I want to be that I lady. I want to be that lady and have her bowl not cut. Not a bad choice. I mean, you could choose worse ladies to be. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. fucking sure, man. If you want to get straight on to the movie talk and bowl cut discussion. Yeah, there's a timestamp down there in the episode description. Just You don't want to hang on. out with us, I guess. Ooh, I don't like when they talk about Frankenstein gangbang. <laughs> it's too much. I'm pooping in pockets. What's going on? <laughs> I'm Maybe, a soft boy. I'm just a soft boy. <laughs> Maybe they'll talk about the one boob again. Oh. I forgot about the soft boys until just now. <laughs> <laughs> There was plenty of that talk on that other episode. That's for sure, man. Oh, yeah. That was a good one. That was a Uh hoot nanny right there, man. I'll tell you what, man. It has been a fucking busy Yeah, I know. I know. Holy shit. You've been heavy on things. I feel like I've not really gotten to, like, soak in the Halloween season. Mm. We're recording this the week of Halloween. Yeah, we haven't even had your Halloween party yet. No, uh -uh. uh-uh. And I'm, like... Trying to figure out when I'm going to be able to like, make my costume and shit. I've sure. got a really fucking stupid costume plan. Oh, that's awesome. It's just dumb. My black Philip leggings came in oh, a couple yeah? days ago, and they are awesome. Oh, my God. Yeah. You're doing like a pro wrestler ensemble still. Yeah, pro still. wrestler, yeah. But I'm, d- I'm doing my own thing. I love it. You know, it. when you tell people you're dressing up as a pro wrestler, they're like, which one? Yeah, and it's yeah. like, what do you mean, which this one? This one. Me as a pro wrestler. Exactly. Goddamn Hollywood Steve, that's who. Fucking innovator. Uh-huh. I love it, man. <laughs> but yeah, it's just flown by. There's still so many of our traditional Halloween watches we've not gotten to do yet. We've not watched a Sleepy Holler. Oh. We haven't watched a Trick or Treat. Wow. Yeah, well, I haven't watched that one yet either. I'm, I'm going to watch that one soon. Yeah. That, that's, I want that one close to Halloween, because that's... That's a Halloween-ass movie. We ain't even had us a Hocus Pocus. 
Now, I've hoked and poked. Yeah, you have. Yeah. yeah. So I, I recommend you get on that. Otherwise, it's not really Halloween, is it? It's a great flick. It must be yeah. consumed every year. Oh, yeah. I just ain't had a minute to do it. You need to get on that. Fuck, I need to get me some more time. Some more hours in a day is what I need. Can you buy that? Is that a thing? You know, I have been working on waking up a little bit uh-huh. earlier, but it's just not helping. They made five-hour energy. What if somebody just came out with five hours? Oh, you just, you just drink take it, it and you like have five, five extra hours. hours. Yeah. Oh, I'd be addicted to that shit. <laughs> I, honestly, yes, but I'd probably be asleep most of the time. Well, okay. All right. <laughs> I'd take five hours just to get the extra sleep. Ah, finally, a nap. <laughs> yes. I get that, man. I get that. How's your week been, man? You been slammed? Uh, I've, I've been... Listen... I have been, I said last time, I have been tired. I have been so fucking tired. Fall is just kicking my ass. You're ready to fall into bed. Yeah, my sinuses are a little plugged up, a little stuffed up. Not too bad. Ooh, maybe they're haunted. Ooh. You think that's it? You might have fucking ghosts in your nostrils. I got a a ghost in my nostril. I think that's another new Oak Ridge Boys song, isn't it? (laughs) Got a ghost in my nostrils. Got a ghost in his nostril. Got a ghost. <laughs> nah, I'm doing the bass. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Yeah. That would be a nose full of boogers. Got a nose full, full of boogers. boogers. Got a nose full of boogers. He's got a nose full of boogers. <laughs> a head full of haints. Head full of haints. Yeah, there you go. Wow, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, I get the uh, the fall allergies now, yeah. so I'm right there with you, man. Yeah, so uh, everything I've been doing, I've been, I've been working, but everything I've been doing has just been like that, where you keep telling yourself, like, I just do this and you can go to sleep. But then, like, it takes you six hours to do it because you're so tired. So then you don't get as much sleep as you want to, so you're even more tired. This is a vicious cycle. It's a vicious cycle. It must I hate be it. broken. It must be broken. Uh, and it kind of was the other day because uh, I, I finally got like a 10-hour sleep in. Good just Lord. like slept so perfectly sound. Uh, woke up and just felt better. I, I feel better in the past few days. So uh, I hope this fucking just... I, I feel like it's because the leaves are falling and rotting. There's like a lot of that shit in the air. What is that? Whatever. Leaf rot. Yeah, that stuff. No, no, leaf rot. That's my fucking grindcore band. Leaf rot. Yeah. Leaf rot. <laughs> it also sounds like it's a grindcore band that's full of vegans. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Leaf rot. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe it's actually the opposite of that, and it's just super carnivores. Because <laughs> yeah, they're like they're like if you eat meat, it yeah. rots inside of it's you. Disgusting. Yeah. Or if you eat leaves, sorry. If you eat meat, it becomes more flesh. It becomes your you know source of your powers. <laughs> exactly. You get the spirit energy when yeah. you do that. Just slam down a pork chop, and now you know pork powers. Of course, it yeah. is known. <laughs> Yeah, I feel yeah. you, man. It's been a busy one. I have had time to watch a handful Me too. I've of Pelliculas this mm-hmm. week, though. You want to hear about them? Let's hear it. I'm going to tell you about tell a couple of movies all here. about them. I watched one about a Daniel, What Wasn't Real. Oh, okay. So, like, that's the whole movie is you find out Daniel isn't real. So, I don't need to see that. That's the plot. Yeah, it's kind of spoiler heavy just in the fucking title, <laughs> isn't it? A little bit. Is it? Is that really kind of the plot? Kind of. It I would was, assume it was they build good. off of it, right? Yeah, a little yeah, bit. Okay. They, they build outwards a little right. bit. There's a lot of yes and. Like what Daniel's if, not real yes and. What if the sixth sense was called I see dead people? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, it wasn't until he says I see dead people that you're like, oh, those people are dead. Oh, wait, right. The title told me that. Right, yeah. right. <laughs> I think it was pretty cool. 
okay. was like a little bit trippy in some parts. Yeah, some I've heard it, some good things about it. It had like a little bit of a Mandy vibe in certain okay, parts. Okay, cool. Um, I don't think this is spoilerific or anything like that. It's ultimately kind of like horror movie Fight Club. Oh, uh, okay. It's gotcha. kind of that. Gotcha. Kind of sort of that. Mm-hmm. And it's got a uh, Patrick Schwarzenegger in there. Okay. He's rocking a, a bowl cut. Is he? Yep. Or you might call it a flop. I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, cut. is it Ryder Strong? It's closer to Ryder Strong. That's a flop. Look. That's it's a not flop. Because oh what God. sort of bowl would that be? Okay. Okay. All right. Because it doesn't quite have the line in the It'd back. It'd be like you, if you took the mixing bowl from a stand mixer and put it on somebody's head and then just cut. Because then, like, yeah, it's a bowl cut. Okay. Here's but the also, thing. Hear me out. What if you use Darth Vader's helmet as a bowl and you eat cereal out of it? I bet Kylo Ren did that all the time. He loved that helmet. And his hair, then his hair would have, I guess, been a bowl cut. Technically a bowl cut. Because he ate that helmet all the mm-hmm. time. That's right. So there you go. <laughs> that makes sense. You call it a flop. I uh, say you got a very closed-minded idea about bowls, sir. Why doesn't Kylo Ren have his own cereal? That'd be cool. Kylo Renios or whatever. Renios, yeah. Something and like it comes it comes with like a Darth Vader helmet bowl. Start your morning by killing the past. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, uh, watch Daniel Is It Real? It's pretty good. Yeah. I'm going to say it's it's worth a watch. A little bit long for me. Okay. A little bit melodramatic at times. Gotcha. Some cool visuals and stuff. Uh, watch Halloween 6. Oh, boy. Paul Rudd's in there. He sure is. It's really bad. Yeah. It's really, really bad, Really, y'all. really, really bad. I forgot how the ending just sort of ends. Yeah. Yeah, it just, just kind of like, fuck you. And yeah. then the expectation is, oh, it'll pick up. But nah. then it didn't. They thought better of it. Yeah, they were like, well, this was real bad. Yeah. So probably shouldn't have set it up like there was going to be a sequel to it. It wasn't a lot of forethought going no. on right there, for sure, man. <laughs> no. I did forget that the, the like main lead actress in there is kind of like... Nicole Kidman from Wish.com. Okay. She looks kind of like her a little. <laughs> All right. You know? Not a good movie. She's not Australian. She's South African. Oh, is that the deal? Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. close. Yeah. Not quite. <laughs> we watched the Muppets Haunted Mansion special. Okay, cool. That's fun, man. It is fun. That's just a good yeah, fun time. I had a good time. I like the uh dun 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 yeah. the skeletons mm-hmm. and how like shitty they looked. Yeah. They looked awesome. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed it. It was just kind of what it needed to be. Yeah. Just a fun little time. Like 45 minutes? Yeah, it's only like 45 that. minutes. That is that. That is too it's positive. Yeah. Because uh, it it really gets everything quickly, and you don't have a whole lot of lingering moments where it just uh, isn't funny or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kermit voice, they really need to. Yeah. You talked about that when you watched it. Yeah. They, they really need to re-examine that, because that and guy I, does not sound like Kermit I realize that the guy doing the voice does a lot of the other voices, and he does them well, and like they like to oh, keep. Does he? Yeah, they like to have people who do several voices on the team, but just bring somebody in to do Kermit. Like, There's a lot of people that can fucking nail that. Yeah, 100%. Pay them money and make Kermit sound right. Yeah. You know? It's mm-hmm. important to our... Inner children. Yeah. What? You ruined my childhood. You're finding my inner child and kicking its little ass. <laughs> I can't get over it. Yeah. Eagles. Eagles. <laughs> eagles. <laughs> Wouldn't that have been awesome at the end of the Lord of the Rings if the eagles would have like flown up and they just like swoop down and they all go, get over it. And then just fly <laughs> away without picking up Frodo and stuff. Wouldn't that be awesome? Yeah. Or if like. When you see the eagles like fighting with that Nazgul, if that one of the eagles was like, 
Welcome to the Hotel California. <laughs> that would have been really yeah, on the nose. It would have been very on the nose. <laughs> but hey, you know, if you're going to talk Eagles, it's not like they're subtle. Just go for it. Yeah. <laughs> Just fucking go for it, man. Um, There's a witchy woman joke in there somewhere. Make it somewhere. yourself. Somewhere. Uh-huh. Make it yourself. Watch the Adams Family the other day. Oh, hell yeah. Fucking great. As mm-hmm. always, that's a, that's a must watch. You got to yeah, watch that one every yeah, year yeah. for sure, man. But, dude, the most insane fucking thing that I watched this week is the most insane fucking thing that I have watched in years. Okay. Uh, the last day of the Knoxville Horror Film Fest down at Central Cinema in um, Knoxville here. We didn't get to participate in any of the weekends because we've been so fucking busy. Right. But I knew whenever they announced the lineup, I had to at least go and see the last movie of the weekend, which was Possession. Okay. From, I think it's like 81, if I'm not mistaken. All right. Dude, this fucking movie okay. is insane. It is one of the most weird and intense flicks I have ever watched. Okay. I'm excited. Definite A24 vibes. But only way before A24. Yeah. Yeah, it's like A1981. Yeah. Dude, and it's like Sam Neill and some actress, I can't remember her name. I love me a Sam Neill. Oh, so. dude, and he is... Like, if you thought that he was, like, turned up to 11 and, like, Mouth of Madness, uh-huh. that's in fucking first year. Okay. Compared to him in this movie. He, go, he goes to fucking 25 in this one. Infinity and beyond okay. and background again. <laughs> He's also more Kiwi sounding than he ever has been. All right. You know? It's wild. It's absolutely fucking bonkers. I it's gotta not check like, this out. I'm not going to say it's a fun watch. It's not one of those ones that you're just going to be like, time for a good time possession. <laughs> It's so fucking intense. Well, and apparently, because you texted me about it and I went looking for it, even if you do are like, let's have a good time and watch Possession. I don't know how you're going to do it unless you own it because there's nowhere to stream it. No, it's not available anywhere, but if you can find it, you fucking should. And be sure to find the long cut. There's... There's like an American cut that has like 45 minutes missing. Oh. Uh. Yeah. So you want the one that's like, it's like two hours, 220, something like okay. that. It's really long. Americans don't like long movies. No. Uh-uh. Even though all of our movies are two hours. Yeah. That's so weird. So Every time they bring we? in like uh, a foreign film, they're like, oh, Americans aren't going to sit for yeah, this. the attention span for that. Yeah. Let's go watch Endgame, which yeah. is like three and a half hours. <laughs> the attention span for Endgame, but yeah. not. Even children play. have the attention span yeah, for that. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> it's, it's just fucking nuts. Like, I'll, I'll tell you this. It makes Dario Gento's like weirdest moments, mm-hmm. the most surreal, nonsensical, bizarre fucking shit he puts in his movies. It makes those feel like Pixar movies. Okay. Honest to God. So, pretty wild then. I love it. I okay. think that it's amazing, but it's also one of those ones where I'm like, if you don't like it, I completely get it. Yeah. It's hyper absurd, ridiculously intense. Like, there's a lot of parts in here where the dialogue and the acting is so over the top uh-huh. and nonsensical and not realistic at all. Yeah. That plenty of people in the theater were laughing, but we were all also feeling really weird at the same time. Gotcha. Do you know anything about it? No. Don't even watch a trailer. I, well, I wouldn't anyway. I hate trailers. But yeah, I I, I didn't read anything about it okay. when you told me. Because okay, just the don't. Mo- moment you, you tell me that a movie's weird, I don't want to interrupt the weirdness by reading a synopsis of uh-uh. it. Yeah. Dude, this movie, I knew some stuff about it going into mm-hmm. it. It was so much fucking weirder than I was even anticipating. It's so, also visually just 
gorgeous, man. There's a movie called Possession, which is weird as hell, and a movie called Possessor, which is weird as hell. That's true, yeah. A couple huh. of them. Just can't I, make a normal one. Is there one called Possessed out there that's, like, super weird? Or just, like, really normal? I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to fucking recommend that you see this thing. Dude. Okay, yeah. I'll check it out. Blew my mind. Absolutely blew my mind. Don't read anything about it. Just fucking watch it if you can. Yeah. I think they got a couple more showings. Maybe maybe a couple more at Central Cinema. Hmm. I'd recommend seeing it on the biggest screen you can. It really is gorgeous. And they gorgeous. showed, like, the 4K gotcha. restoration. Okay. Killer, man. Alrighty. Bonkers. I'll see if I can get over there. Fucking crazy movie. You know, speaking of bonkers, crazy movies, and Dario Argento, I watched Profundo Rosso. Oh, did you? Some week. Deep Red, yeah, did you? Yeah, Deep Red, yeah. Did you ever seen that? I had not. I thought I had. Yeah? Um, And once I started watching it, I was like, no, I've never seen this movie in my life. Remind me, because I watched all those movies together. Is it the one about, like, there's, like, a psychic? Yeah, there's a psychic, and there's... Uh, a killer, and there's a guy who uh, works with the a guy who discovers one of the people who was killed, and then suddenly he and the psychic are like detectives together for some reason. Yeah, yeah, just normal stuff. Normal old just stuff. Just Argento stuff. It's a really pretty movie. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's good. It's not even as weird as most of his weirdo it's not. movies, but it's it's the first time he worked with Goblin. Is and it? that soundtrack is off the fucking wall. Fuck yeah, it's Goblin. It's like, it'll have like funky bass lines playing during like really tense moments. Yeah. And it's like, what <laughs> the fuck is this? But also like, yeah, that's perfect. I don't know how it works with the Goblin stuff in Argento movies. It's I don't like either. everything is so absurd that yeah. it just makes sense. Yeah, it makes all the sense in the world. So yeah, I liked Deep Red. I enjoyed that one. Awesome, man. Yeah, I also watched... Uh, Army of Dorkness. Army of Dorkness. Yeah. Love it, man. What a fucking great movie. It was Sam Raimi's birthday, and I just needed something to watch, and fuck. I mean, you could pick Evil Dead 1 or 2, and they're great for Halloween, but Army of Darkness is just a blast. One. It's so yeah. fucking fun. Also, a little tie-in here, because isn't like Pit Witch also yeah. in? That, yeah, yeah. Day, Patricia yeah. Tallman plays the, the Pit Witch, and um, um, Bill Mosley is the... Oh, yeah, Mosley's in yeah, there, too. The, That's like, right. general guy, yeah. A couple of times. Mm-hmm. It's very nice, man. Very thematic. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I also watched uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. Oh, so the best movie. Yeah. I fucking love it. If you Dude. don't like that movie, you can't be my friend. No. Uh, and th- if you're looking for it, you can buy it or rent it on YouTube or several other places. It is worth it, man. I think every fucking Halloween... It, it should people talk about hocus pocus and stuff and it's like yeah i, I get why you like those because you saw them as a kid and i still enjoy them because i also saw them as a kid but Ernest, but Ernest scared me as a kid yeah and watching it again seriously the moment when that girl is in the bed and rolls over and the troll is in her bed is a fucking scary moment totally it's it's got real good, like it's got the Kyoto Brothers creature designs and oh, stuff. Yeah, they did like do the creature designs in that. Yeah, I mean it's awesome. It's it's still goofy and silly, so it's like you can watch it with kids, but also like be careful because your kid might have nightmares. Because it for some reason, like I had seen so many horror movies when I saw it, and when I saw it, it scared the shit out of me. You know, I guess now that I think about it, when we're talking about those like childhood eighties, nineties classics mm-hmm. that we all love. Yeah. It's like Hocus Pocus has all the Halloween fun. Yeah. Witches 
less fun but has like some scary stuff yeah, that's so cool for kids. Ernest honestly does them both. Right, it meets right in the middle and it's funny. And probably funnier or, and scarier than either yeah. one. And Eartha Kitt's awesome in it. So oh, Yeah, Eartha Kitt uh-huh. is in there, man. Yeah. It's it's Fuck. great. And well, rim shots. I mean, listen, it's got it's got all the emotions. You're scared, you're laughing. Your uh uh whenever rimshot doesn't come out of the tree when all those other kids do it's Aww. like oh no my heart's broken and then I get sad because I'm like Ernest ain't here no more yeah that's a damn shame bad. Jim Varney was awesome damn old shame bring yeah. him back I say we <laughs> fucking clone let's make Ernest Park let's make a Frankenstein out of Ernest and get him into a gangbang okay I'm yeah <laughs> I'm just saying imagine there was a movie where they cloned. You know, based off of like cells that they found of Ernest's DNA, uh-huh. they cloned him in, and all the different areas of the park, it's like different characters that he would play. Yeah. So you got like the, the Bayou Creole guy uh-huh. with all the snakes in one exhibit. Yeah. You got the old lady with the neck uh-huh. brace uh-huh. and like another one. I'm what about that Botswanian lumberjack? Oh my God. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, this needs to happen. There ain't no lumber in Botswana. Trust me, I've never had a job. <laughs> What a treasure that guy He's, was. He was the best. What a yeah. fucking treasure. You know, you look at um, that hip Beverly Hillbillies movie, Jim Varney playing. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Jed Clampett. Uh-huh. He's awesome. He's awesome. Like, he was just a really good actor good who got kind of typecast as, like, a goofy character. But Kids also, yeah. you look at Jim Varney and then look at Jim Carrey, and it's like, Jim Carrey was just doing Jim Varney. In a lot of ways, right? In a whole lot of ways, yeah. And then you look at Jim Varney, and then you look at John Cena, and you're like, he kind of <laughs> looks like <laughs> Ernest got built. Yeah, like if Ernest just got super jacked. But then you can't see him. So. <laughs> you can't see him. Not it's over all. before it even started. Yeah. Yeah, but no, Jim Varney. Jim Varney's awesome. Treasure. Um, also on uh, Friday night, we watched popcorn pops corn yeah that's from like 91 i think it's uh they were showing that as part of the horror film fest oh okay yeah i didn't see it though it's like a it's a like a meta sort of thing uh it feels like an anthology because like it's about a film festival and the movie shows a large portion of the films in the film festival which are made up for the movie okay Uh, so it's got it's got like some sort of like meta elements to it but it's also just this kind of whodunit as well it's not it's not amazing but some cool makeup and stuff word okay um and then uh just to round out the the weekend uh real corn style we went with some (laughs) children of the corn on sunday keep it on brand keep it corny baby (laughs) so children of the corn lynn hamilton I mean, it's terrible. It's not good. It's a real bad movie. I always really want it to be good. Yeah, you, and you do. Start, you're right? like, oh, it's not good. You know, and the thing is that it's like interesting to me about Children of the Corn is that like, and a normal everyday just average horror writer would be like, I got this idea for like, what if some children worship this like demon in the corn or whatever. And and that would be the idea, and that would be the story. Pretty but cool. then when Stephen King writes it, he's like, also, there's a little girl who's got telepathy. <laughs> That'll make it better, obviously. She's just there. She's it's just, not enough. It's not enough to have, enough to have a, a weird like demon creature in the, the cornfields. Also, just a regular telepath for some reason. Sure, why not? Yeah. What if he had also thrown in cat people, like sleepwalkers or something? You know what? Maybe also- you just... Toss in a couple of those two. Yeah. It's not going to make it worse. Let's be honest. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. I also watched uh, the Justice Society of America World War II, which is one of the new DC animated movies. It was 
solid. It's mostly a Flash movie. I enjoyed it. All right. Yep. I still need to check those out. Not watch none of them DC things. Yeah, check them out. They're all on H on the HBO. I hope that new Batman's something good. What got uh, that vampire yeah, in it? Watched, I haven't watched the. <laughs> it does have a vampire in it. Mm-hmm. Old vamp Batman. That's right. Um, I haven't watched that trailer. Have you? I haven't either. No. So but I've heard I, people I heard... saying it's gonna be like a fucking three-hour detective movie. Like they're really going for the detective element of Batman, which I think is fucking cool. That is cool. Do it. Yeah, I mean, it's different than anything they've been doing. So yeah, I, I'm, I'm interested just to see them a new take on Batman since they just insist on continually giving us new takes on batman like something that's not overly dark is what i would hope for like batman is dark but like give me the moments of like him being bruce wayne and going on dates with poison ivy or something like having to do normal stuff having to do normal shit like you get in the tim burton batman Mm -hmm. where you see i mean you know those movies can be amusing yeah yeah one of the best scenes with uh, Michael Keaton and Tim Burton's Batman, he's not Batman. He's Bruce Wayne. It's when those people like break in and he's like, you want to go nuts? Let's go nuts. Like, that's <laughs> yeah. one of his absolute best scenes. And he's not Batman. Like Bruce Wayne is an interesting character. You can't just like avoid him entirely. True. Or just make him a moody, boring uh, whatever it was that Nolan was doing. <laughs> like I'm that. telling you, dude. Two <laughs> things I gotta have. Yeah. I gotta have that death metal Batman voice. Yeah, of course. And you're not getting it from Pattinson. I kind of doubt it. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. He, he goes hard, man. He does. But I, I don't know. I don't know if we'll go full death yeah. metal. I also have to have the scene where we get to see his parents get fucking killed as shit. <laughs> of course they're going to give we us that. We have to have that. Yeah, because how would we know why yeah. he's Batmaning? Yeah, really, because if I was in a new Batman universe, I would just be like, well, why is he Batmaning? Wait, why is this guy Batmaning? Where's his parents? Where's <laughs> his family? <laughs> That's what you think when you see an adult man like involved in vigilante justice. Where are justice. your parents? Where's, where are his parents at? They're, they're fucking dead. <laughs> dead as shit. My parents are so fucking dead. <laughs> They're like like Dave Thomas's parents dead. Like that dad. <laughs> Where's Wendy? <laughs> Where is she? <laughs> Swear to Frosty. <laughs> yeah, so I hope we get all that. Otherwise, Holy it's not shit. a Batman movie. Frosty. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze. Holy shit, is Dave Thomas Batman. There's a tie-in here. Or is he Mr. Freeze? <laughs> I mean, that little Wendy girl got redhead. She might be Pies and Ivy. Holy shit. The <gasps> Wendy's cinematic universe. <laughs> the WCU. Yeah. We've all been clamoring for. Yeah. They're going to go fucking door to door. Finally, up. the Baconator played by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Aww, I need that in my life for fucking sure. I would watch that. I would too, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> but I'd go to the the MCU, the McDonald's Cinematic Universe, Ooh, yeah. for the French Fry movie. Oh, yeah. Honestly, the MCU, McDonald's Cinematic Universe could be interesting. I want a Grimace movie. And I want it dark. It'd be fucked up. I want it to be... Because remember... I know, well, I, we can't remember this because it happened before we were even born. But originally when they uh, introduced Grimace, he had six arms and he was a bad guy. Because a fast food chain needs a bad guy. Yeah. Whose idea was that shit? Well, they also have, you know, fucking uh, the Hamburglar. He's a kleptomaniac. And they got Mayor McCheese, so apparently they all live in a city somewhere. Hmm. That is true. The Fry Guys. I mean, it's just Birdie. 
that moon guy? <laughs> it's Mac the Knife or whatever. Or, uh, Mac Tonight it was his name. Is that his name? Yeah, uh-huh. Well, he ended up in fucking Nightbreed, didn't he? <laughs> a Clyde Barker <laughs> movie? So we've already established <laughs> his character. <laughs> <laughs> There's a start year for the McDonald's, the McDCU. That's what it's Hell called, yeah. the McDCU. The McDonald's yeah. Cinematic Universe. And you heard about it here first. Trademark Dead and Lovely. They Although, I want to drink a beer. Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm not excited to see how they're going to work Catwoman into there, though. Yeah. You know? What would she do? Yeah. In the windy cinematic universe. In the universe. windy cinematic universe. She's just like, you just see her always jumping in dumpsters. I don't want no part of that, food. man. I don't want a part of that. I want a part of this co-beer that we got here. What we got here? We got this a is from the Dawn Collection. Run a Brewing Raspberry Empress Sour IPA. Look out. This sounds like a lot of flavors. Sounds like a lot of things going on in here. I hope that it's good, man. I, I had a sour IPA the other day that just uh-huh. fucking sucked. Yeah. And I was like, well, this is just lame. I've, I've had good ones. I've had eh ones where you just kind of lose a lot of the the IPA flavors yeah. to that, that sourness. This is a nice pretty berry kind of yeah, color. Like it's nice and color. clear. Got a little foamy going on the yeah. top, y'all. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm interested in this. It's a six percenter, so not mm. not too big for an IPA, but pretty big for a sour. That's true. It's got it the, smells tart. Raspberry. Yeah, I could smell it. I can smell it from pretty far away. I could smell a pig from a mile away. <laughs> said Kid sm- Rock. <laughs> 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 it's kind of weird that this just came up because, like, for some reason <laughs> last night I was just thinking it's been so nice yeah. to have not had that song on the radio for any oh, reason. Oh God! When that shit. Okay, I'll just tell you this, man. When any Kid Rock song ever has been on the radio, it mm. just fucking has always made me angry. Yeah. I don't care if it's a bawa da ba or that bull god uh-huh. bullshit. Yep. God damn it. Yeah. Most irritating shit that has happened to music in so long. But can you imagine being him, being a rich kid who looks like a poor person? <laughs> <laughs> like he, his hair, he's got that like stringy meth head hair. He does. It's like he looks like he came from the trailer park. But he didn't. He actually didn't. No. He was just born like that. He's like fucking <laughs> what's a... God damn it, what's the name? Where he was born with the mullet on his head? And oh, he was just Joe that Dirt. Way. Joe Dirt, yeah. But Kid Rock's in Joe Dirt. Fuck me. <laughs> He's the bully He's in like, Joe well, Dirt. this is pretty much my story, yes. so might as well be here. That had to have been it, where yeah. it was just like, well, we got to get Kid Rock, because, like, you know, we don't even have to put a costume on him. kind of looks that way naturally, yeah. you know? This beer is fucking tasty. That is good, man. Oh, it's, yeah. it's fruit tart, not bacteria tart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which mm-hmm. is the kind of you know sour I usually yeah. prefer. I don't get a lot of the IPA on no. here. Mostly the sours was it, doing it's it for not, me. It, it's um, it, there's a little bit of that sort of uh, fruit punchiness to it, but it's dominated by the raspberries. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's mm. really fucking good, man. Yeah, I could destroy a whole bunch mm-hmm. of that. Oh yeah, for sure. Me gusta mucho. Mm-hmm. All right, man. I'll tell you what. We had a hard time coming up with an idea for a preview pals for today's episode. We did. I didn't want to do. I didn't want to do like a quiz. Or, yeah, you know. and everything I kind of thought of was kind of sad. Because it. I mean, this movie's not exactly like uplifting and fun. No, not really. It's not slow uh-uh. at any moment, and it definitely. I. I mean, spoiler. I. I like this movie, but it was real hard to think of anything that would be fun. But I know what's always fun. What's that? 
asking these motherfuckers who listen to us what the fuck they want to hear. What do you guys want to know about us? What do you need to know? What do you want? What are you waiting for? My Where's boob- Rachel? My boobs are pushed out really far right now. <laughs> what are you waiting for? <laughs> Could you push your boobs out further, Jennifer Love? What are you, you waiting for? What are you waiting for? <laughs> boobs. Yeah. So we're going to just uh, fucking uh, A the F out of these cues, aren't we? That's what we? we're going to do. We're going to A we the F out of these cues. enter into the preview palace. Welcome to the preview palace. Yes. Question edition. Ooh, let's question them Questions. right there, man. All the people that participate in our awesome Facebook group and our Insta griddles and all that uh-huh. jazz submitted some great old questions that we're going to answer the fuck out of right now. Thank you guys so much for contributing these yeah. lovely questions. So, Ben... Let's start. Let's start with something nice and Halloweeny here. Let's keep it on brand. Keep it on time. Yeah, let's even though this Halloween. is after Halloween, for us it's pre-Halloween. It's let's always talk about it. Halloween in my soul. Don't tell yeah. me when Halloween ends. Yeah, I'll I tell agree. you when Hall- uh, Halloween ends is next year. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, I what got a whole that year. Is the end of Halloween too. That movie comes out and everybody's just like, "Well, fuck, yes. Halloween canceled. All festivities." His Holy sh- are canceled. Do you think Halloween ends is gonna be like an expose canceling Halloween, like like oh revealing God. its old tweets or something? Oh, that'd be like so cold. Halloween, <laughs> Halloween's old sexist tweets. <laughs> Halloween should be for boys only. Said what Halloween. The fuck? <laughs> That's so wrong. Okay, so if Ben and Steve, this is a how Hall- uh, the Halloween is forever podcast sent us this one. Oh. If Ben and Steve were bite-sized candy bars, which would they be and why? Ooh, like you're going trick-or-treating, yeah. and you hold out your little sack there, and you say, dick or teat. Yeah, and then they're like, oh, not doing that because you're a kid. Here's some candy. Right. Yeah. And it's us. Yeah. And it's some little fun size Ben and Steve's. Yeah. What are they getting? Um, that's a great question. I like where this is going. Yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, because I'm thinking, obviously... Of the the traditional ones that you get, you know, like a Snickers, a, a Three Musketeers, whatever. Uh, me, I'm gonna be that peanut butter cup, the single peanut butter cup, not the thick one, because uh, I, I I prefer a thick one, but that's not who I am. Yeah, I, I'm just a regular old peanut butter cup, a little snack, not a mini, not a mini, just, just a regular, but but just the one that you get for Halloween. They'd always have the by the generous wrap. house. So yeah. you're coming from a generous, fucking privileged household. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is what you're telling me. Well, I mean, you you're know, not like us. I'm, maybe they're the the types who don't have kids, and they're like, I want to really help the kids out this Halloween. You know, I like that. Yeah, that's a good way to look mm-hmm. at. It. Okay, all right, yeah. all right. I'm sold so again. That's I'm sold me. again. I like that. I was kind of thinking that I might be a little peanut butter cup too because yeah. I'm just always full of peanut butter. Oh. How do people live a day without getting a spoonful I don't of peanut know. butter? I have to have it. Yeah. No, I yeah, I'm a big 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 fan of peanut butter. I I think also I might be a take 5. Ooh. But I don't know if I've ever seen those in the fun size. I don't know either. God damn, those things yeah. are good, man. I'm a take five because I'm complicated. Take fives are awesome. There's so many things going on. So, so many lot of layers. Facets. And you're like a little salty. Mm-hmm. A Just little a little sweet. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you got a crunch. When you when I bite into you, you crunch. <laughs> I do have a crunch. Okay, I'm a take five in your opinion. It might be God. like that, man. When I take a bite of you, you just melt right in my mouth. I could also see myself being an almond joy. Ooh, I'm kind yeah. of an acquired taste. I ain't for everybody. And hey, but let's you, be honest. I'm a little nutty. If you give me an almond joy, I'll tear it the fuck oh, up. Oh, man. I love, man, almond joys are, I really wish that they made 
dark chocolate almond joys because the mounds is the dark chocolate and the almond joys. I know it would be the chocolate. perfect. Fucking it would be thing. a perfect combo. Yeah. I used to make little bonbon rigs at uh, Christmas. Yeah, that were dark chocolate with the coconut Ooh. and almond and stuff. Oh, such, such a good those combo. Because mm-hmm. I'm kind of planning on having a big old hol- holiday season this year. So actually, you know what? I'll probably have to do those again. I'll get you some. Get you I'll some. I'll get you a pull. I, either one of us, though, could also be a big hunk. Oh, yeah, for sure. Big hunk. Uh-huh, a big hunk. You know? <laughs> you just get one of those dropped in your basket like, ooh, big hunk. Ooh, a big hunk, you say. All right, Ben. This one was uh, one of my favorite questions that we got. So we know that Ben and Steve have their own black metal mega band in Dead. 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 Yeah. But if Hollywood Steve were to join the likes of Davy Stranger and Skankbanger, Ooh, oh that hunk, what would his name be? What instrument would he play? And what songs would he want to be featured on? I am so fucking dying to know the answer to this. I Let's mean, I think the name is easy. Hollywood Steve. That Ooh, is, I mean, I mean, you know, that could work. Exactly, that could fucking absolutely, one hundred percent Hollywood Steve. And if I'm Hollywood Steve, I'm up there with. With uh, what do you call it? One of those uh, sports coats rolled all the way up. Miami Vice style. Miami Vice style. Love it. Playing a fucking synthesizer. You're synthing our ass. That's right. (laughs) 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 Also, think that like Hollywood Steve, his instrument of choice could be the cocaine he supplies the band with. (laughs) Like (laughs) that definitely sounds like. I just come on stage and fucking clap. (laughs) Yeah, that's it. And you just kind of like slip his little baggies, like nobody's gonna notice. Yeah. (laughs) So I guess the songs then would be like cocaine or any rick <laughs> okay. james song it's like, well it's kind of more classic rock it's not really our sound but dude there's a skank banger show a couple months ago that i had some super fucking messed up dude in the front row trying to give me blow on stage during the that's show hilarious. Like that's hilarious middle of the song he's like waving hey hey and i like finally look he's like do you want to do something he kind of like plugs one of his uh-huh. noses and imitates doing a rail yeah and he like holds up a tube. He has like a fucking vial. That's a blow, dude. And it's like great idea. I should do illegal drugs on stage. I know some of you kids are listening right now and being like, "That's not cool, man. That's fucking cool." <laughs> that's fucking <laughs> I would have done it. If I'm it, bragging. I would have done it if people weren't dying of fentanyl laced cocaine. That is kind of a problem. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that no, I wouldn't problem. just randomly take anybody's white powder. But like, if it were the '80s and you're in a rock band, probably should. Of course you would. Why wouldn't you? Yeah. What are you afraid of? Having fun and being skinny be yeah. somebody uh, i guess if i'm playing the synthesizer though it would be obviously uh separate ways would be That's the, the song one. you bring me out for yeah. for sure man yeah. for sure and and the synthesizer would be up on a wall for some reason <laughs> and you <laughs> go play check it out there. the separate ways video if you it's don't know so what i'm talking about fucking ridiculous <laughs> i love early music videos before they got good at making they're music the videos they're the best videos there's some like billy joel videos from back then that are just embarrassing to watch oh it's yeah so fun oh yeah um what's your favorite horror movie that does not have sequels and isn't a remake Ooh. and i when i saw this question i thought you probably want to keep it pre two thousand one. Yeah, I was gonna say anything in the past twenty years, of course, hasn't been remade. Yeah, we're yeah. not getting hereditary. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they'd call it. <laughs> hereditary. Hereditary. <laughs> I want that. <laughs> Fuck, that sounds awesome. 
Oh my God, man. Yeah, so, you know, we're not getting any of those anytime soon. So, yeah, stuff like that doesn't count. So I'm yeah. trying to think of like classics, like In the Mouth of Madness. That's the first one that comes to mind for me for sure. In the Mouth of Madness yeah. is like, it's a standalone. Uh, I guess technically it kind of has spiritual sequels, but not. Well, actually, it's it, kind of part of that apocalypse trilogy. It's the third kind of. in the trilogy. Yeah. Huh. Yeah, no, I think In the Mouth of Madness is great. Uh, 13 Ghosts, that's a good one. I mean, it's not like a great movie, but I really enjoy that movie. Yeah. And, and that's from like 2000, I believe. And that's that's a solid fucking movie. Um, Phenomena is definitely one pheno- for me. Well, any Argento, <laughs> well, I guess some of them technically do have sequels because there's like the witch trilogy. Kind of the mother what, trilogy. Yeah, the mother trilogy, yeah. Yeah, I guess a little bit. But again, those are spiritual remade. sequels, not direct. direct. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so pretty much all the Argento stuff yeah. pretty well counts to me. Yeah. Um. Let's see. What else? Ooh, From Dust Till Dawn. Oh, wait. That has sequels. There's sequels. That, I just haven't yeah. watched them. Because why would you? <laughs> because why would you? Yeah, yeah. They're not getting better. No, they're not. <laughs> yeah, no, That that's a good question. Because, like, honestly, basically anything that succeeded in any way has been remade. Yeah, or, or sequelized. Sequelized, yeah. But yeah, I think yeah, I think in the mouth of madness is probably the perfect answer for me. I there. wish that more stuff was like that. That it would just be like, you know what? Let's not tamper with this. Let's not try yeah. to squeeze more money out of this concept and Let's just let just it be. Let's just go with what we oh, got. Oh, fucking ravenous! That's another one for fucking sure. Oh yeah, ravenous. Uh huh. That movie, I swear, man. Very good movie. Yeah. Okay, Ben, you ready for this? Okay. What is the? This is a more serious one. What is the most horrific thing 2020 revealed to you about U.S. American society? Oh, oh God! This is Grayson Hester. Grayson question. Hester. Yeah. Hey, thanks for bringing the fun to the party. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, I think it's a good question, though. Um, I, I think it's just truly horrifying how dependent on toilet paper we all are. <laughs> That's what I figured out, dude. The <laughs> level of hysteria, like actual panic yeah, and hysteria. Yeah. No, you're correct. That people went through. And it's like, let's not even acknowledge the fact that it's all the me first, take care of me first before yeah. anybody else gets anything. That's pretty bad, I guess. Mm. But also, all that toilet paper? Come on. Yeah. Yeah. I think you're right. That That is a terrible, terrible thing. One but of the- as a result of that, it did turn more people into bidet users than any event in american history which is something we need right it's such a waste of paper it's such a fucking waste yeah yeah and it's not good for the the, the sewer systems anyway to uh-uh. have all that shit down nope. there um for me it it's more of a confirmation that uh n- no politician gives an absolute fuck no in the least bit of course not they're simply moving money to rich people so that they can be a part of their underground bunkers in the inevitable shitstorm that they've created. You know, yeah. I mean, I'm this is not some sort of like weird conspiracy. Just look up uh, rich people underground bunkers and you will see that they are advertised ready. to them. Yeah. There are 50 room bunkers you can purchase for $3.45 million and you can house 50 people. Guess what? Guess what? 49 of you are going to be doing working for one of them okay i'm just saying if we had enough upper level patreon members Uh we could make this happen we could have our own bunker yeah i mean do the math there you said 3.4 million dollars something like that so yeah divided by 50 people if we if we had 50 people i thought we were gonna take donations no 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 No, i'm talking about it's gonna be us okay it's gonna be us our wives Uh and 46 
top level Patreon supporters. Okay. We're going to be fucking living, dude. I don't know if all of them could split 50 ways $3.45 million. Do the math. It's not that much. I guess 50 ways it's a lot less. There is. <laughs> we can have ourselves a little nice little family. <laughs> a happy family. All are welcome. Well, 46 are welcome that contribute the most yeah. on Patreon. I, I really like... Because I think of people like I, th- I think of people like Kirsten Cinema, for instance, instance like who what like was poor and then became a politician and uh, went completely against everything she said she was for. Uh, <laughs> Impossible money doesn't sway people to change then, their yeah, morals. Suddenly, got all this. It's like, well, you know, like the world's coming to an end. Like all this. So, like, whose bunker are you? Because you can't afford a bunker. So, whose bunker have you been given space in? Like, who's, who's said, like, oh, you can stay with us. Also, this won't turn into some weird situation where I've enslaved you. Nah, certainly not. Yeah, because you'll have two choices. Stay here where my security team will kill you if you do anything wrong or go out into the wasteland. Listen, play Fallout for half a second <laughs> and you'll understand what I'm talking about. This is how the world works. Because the company's building the bunkers. You don't think they got some ulterior motives on those bunkers? I'm just telling you, rich people, Big you're going to get fucked, money. too. It's going to be bunker, man. people just fucking each other. That's what this movie's about. That's why I wanted to answer that question. Hey, there you go. Yeah. I think in all seriousness, <laughs> just the way that people can be presented with scientific evidence. Oh, yeah. And just, and go. just be like, ah, I just don't believe that, though. Yeah, that's just been the truth of humanity for I mean, a that's forever. Yeah. Like, honestly, if you want a lot of perspective on how everything in 2020 went down as far as people's Reactions, overreactions, uh, science, medicine, religion, politics, mm-hmm. everything. Like, if you just want to see a good, sweet repeat of that, do some research about the fucking Black Plague. Last yep. podcast on the left has a great, like, four-part series about the Black Plague mm-hmm. that they did last year. Or maybe it was this year. And you listen to that stuff, and you're like, yep, it's the same. It's, it's just the, same. the fucking Nothing's, same. Nothing's There's stuff changed. in this movie, like, yeah. towards the end that I'm like, yep, and it's still the same. Yep. Uh, so I think that that's kind of kind of the thing ultimately that is probably the saddest is just seeing how how little we've changed and how few of us believe in science. Yeah, I mean, there, there's uh, let's get to something. Twenty twenty. Yeah, let's get uh, let's get out of twenty twenty slash twenty twenty one slash our future <laughs> and talk about everything else. Um, if you were the subject of a gypsy curse. Would you rather the only word you could speak was Rob Zombie's yeah? <laughs> or would you rather have to do Sherry Moon's laugh for a minute straight after everything you said? Oh, these are bad choices. I mean, for me, it seems easy. Because if you do the Sherry Moon laugh, you get to communicate all you want to communicate, but it's for a minute straight. So uh-huh. literally nobody is going to want to communicate with you. That's true. If you're the Rob Zombie, yeah, you only have to say one word, and that's it. Is that the only thing you can say? Yeah, apparently. The only word you can speak. Rob Zombie's yeah. You'd be a very positive, affirmative person. Exactly. People would want to talk to you. You want to hang out? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it would suck if you didn't. That well, I guess you problem. just don't say anything. Then it's... Pretty obvious, right? Like, man, he really cold-shouldered me. <laughs> he didn't even say yeah. He didn't say anything at all. Yeah, I think I think for me it would be the yeah. I, I mean, because, yes, again, you could say whatever you want with the Sherry Moon thing, but then you have to laugh 
for a like a nobody minute. is That's gonna long want time. to talk to you. That would probably drive away everyone in your yeah. life. Because I was even thinking, it's like I could walk around with a pillow and wrap it around my head when I yeah. have to do the laugh. Mm-hmm. But again, it's like who wants to hang out with that person? He doesn't even have nobody. to be Sherry Moon's laugh. It's just any, any laugh anybody, yeah. for a minute straight. It's just gonna be like, uh, all right, oh, oh. But let's be oh, honest, this still happened, especially huh? hers. Yeah, I mean, she, she well, but like that's. That, that's a a choice laugh she uses for baby. It's a movie laugh. Yeah, she's baby's supposed to be that. So all right, all right. I, I I assume in real life she doesn't laugh like that at the very least for a minute straight. <laughs> I think I will go for the affirmative yeah curse. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, Ben. What non-horror movie do you think could be rad if it was re-envisioned as a horror flick? Oh, a non-horror movie. Yeah. That has to be remade and like made fucking scary and shit. Mm-hmm. This is a fun question because it makes me think about all those recut movie trailers yeah that kind of came out in like the early youtube days like yeah. scary mary like the mary poppins one sure or like the the one that made the lord of the rings look like a rom-com or whatever yeah, yeah uh-huh. there's one that makes the shining look like a romantic comedy that's really good too mm-hmm. the mary poppins one was actually like really fucking disturbing yeah i think that there is an ultra ultra super fucked up way to do charlie and the chocolate factory yeah i mean they tried Just look at it. that that Marilyn Manson video. That's kind yeah. of it. I feel like both times they tried it to do something a little fucked up, but yeah. like it just like it doesn't maintain the fucked up tone. I think the older one maintains it better than the newer. The newer one's like the Tim Burton one. It, I don't know, man. It's not I, good, man. It's, it's not fucking good. terrible. It, it just didn't need to exist. I mean, that's it the really thing. didn't. It felt strange. Like, why is this happening? But. Yeah, I think I think that's a good one, Charlie and Chocolate Factory for sure. Mm. For me, I'm thinking of of stuff like rom coms that are actually like every rom com. Most of the time, somebody's kind of stalkerish. Okay, how about this? You could mm-hmm. make Fifty First Dates really. Oh, one hundred percent. Fifty First Dates. That's that's a horror movie. It, it, like just a slight tweak. Yeah, and it's a horror movie. Because like, if Adam Sandler is like murdering people and causing mayhem and destruction, and mm-hmm. then the next morning the wife is like the perfect alibi. She's like, I right. don't remember. I have a memory condition. I don't remember anything that happened. Yeah, that could get fucked up. Or maybe he's the one who fucked with her brain to make her memory that Twist. way. Twist. Yeah, that that definitely. Yeah, but I think I think there's so many rom coms that are like that though, where it's just like it, you put just a little bit of thought into this this is stalkerish this is creepy what yeah. you're doing is very weird <laughs> yeah but yeah i think i think 51st dates is probably the best that's, that's a good a, idea. that's a real good choice i like yeah. that trademark dan lovely yeah good idea yeah. you heard it here first do you guys have any treat yourself beers slash liquors Ooh, who's this come from? This is Austin Green. Austin uh, Green, Austin 316. Oh, Austin 316. He sent us a cocktail book. I'll tell you what, I'm recently. fixing to fucking get yeah. into that Smuggler's Cove cookbook he Hell done yeah. sent us and find myself some treat myself drinks. Okay, now let's kind of let's kind of treat frame yourself. this. Yeah, what a does that bit. mean? Because yeah. I guess the original Parks and Rec episode was about just you know opulence. buying the thing that you want, yeah. opulence, not really worrying about you know the results are like long-term consequences of it but a treat yourself could also be like this is just a fucking not good for you whatsoever sure, calorie yeah. bomb but it's delicious so you do it anyway yeah 
I can I think probably answer both. Like yeah. my treat yourself opulent one is gonna be man, and it's not like crazy, crazy expensive. It's about sixty to eighty bucks a bottle, I guess. Sure. But that Nika coffee grain whiskey, mm. god damn it. That stuff is so fucking good. It's insane. It's okay. probably my favorite whiskey on earth. Honestly. Right. And I've had stuff way more expensive. And I think the Nika coffee green is just incredible. It's so unique. It's not coffee flavored or anything. It's called that because it's distilled in a coffee still. Yeah. It's not spelled like coffee, like the drink. It's like C-O-F-F-E-Y. Okay. Because it's made by whatever, fucking Sir Alfred Francis coffee. He's the guy who invented this particular gotcha. kind of still. Nika coffee is so good. Again, a little bit expensive. So that's probably my big mm. treat yourself on the money scale. Yeah, I don't think i have anything like that on the yeah. money scale like i for me it's i'm always looking for a value <laughs> so like <laughs> i'll be like this this whiskey bottle right here might be 200 bucks but i know this 13 dollar one here is real it's good functional and does the exact same job hey i'll tell you this man based on some of the the boost chat in the facebook group i just picked up a bottle is that george dickel eight year yeah it's mm -hmm. fucking good, man. Yeah, RDM was talking about that. They're yep. making a solid product. You got me hooked on that bottled and yep. bond. That Dick, stuff's Dickel, really great. I've been on Dickel for a while because it, it really, like, man, like, you just don't hear people talking about it, but it's got everything you want out of a good Tennessee whiskey. Oh, coming yeah. Coming from Tullahoma. It is a very distinctively Tennessee whiskey, yeah. man. They need some good marketing to get themselves out of they the do. slums, man. They mm -hmm. need, okay, how about this one? Tickle your dickle. <laughs> That's good, right? Like so You'll remember that. Yeah. 100. You're going to see some dickle Nobody's on the shelf and be like, that. I want to tickle that dickle. We'll tickle the shit out of that dickle. Yeah, mm -hmm. man. So, yeah, I I'm with you. Sometimes function is exactly yeah. what you need. But when it comes to calorie bombs. Yeah, just I some mean, garbage that you like. Sure, yeah. Like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, we talked about before the uh, episode, a white Russian. That's Love like it. a, you know dessert man it's heavy it's it's got a lot of calories a lot to of sugar it, in that thing and you probably don't want to spend a whole night drinking them you sure don't because that next morning's gonna suck you have a bad but, time uh boy i like to have one or a couple dude i can even just sip on a fucking kalua is yeah. delicious kalua, like bailey's yeah. bailey's irish cream like delicious ba stuff. dude i don't even know what the calorie count on like a shot of bailey's is it's probably astronomical it's gotta be pretty high yeah there's a good, good bit of sugar in there and stuff fucking tasty yeah, yeah white russian is definitely a sweet treat for me mm -hmm. i mean even just like a whiskey and coke is one of those things that yeah so much ca like calories in a coke but it's just garbage man it is it is garbage but it's I mean, that's a perfect combo. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Dude, what about some of those ones that you can do, like some of this crazy shit that, uh, actually, I think you're the one maybe that told me about this. The, like, Cinnamon Toast Crunch shots. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rum, that's, rum chata or that whatever. That is, that's, that's, you're not even, like, paying a lot of money. It's rum chata and fireball whiskey. Dude. Which sounds like, oh, gosh, but put it together, it is perfect. God it is damn cinnamon. It. Toast Crunch Milk. Why is it so good? It's so good. There's also another drink that we make during like the autumnal and holiday months mm -hmm. that uh, good old JR, Josh Rogers, showed us how to mm -hmm. make. And you use, I'm trying to remember what all's in here, man. Okay. You've got to have caramel vodka. Okay. Good start. Yep. <laughs> low sugar option. Uh, caramel vodka. You got to have apple juice. You have to have the Starbucks. It's one of the syrups. It's like the dulce syrup, the, okay. the spice dulce syrup. Uh -huh. 
And I want to say there's like one other thing. I think it's just like milk or cream or something in there. Uh huh. Fuck me, it is so good. So it's like a warm caramel apple sort of thing. It is exactly. Yeah. It's like Sounds a spiced awesome. caramel apple. Yeah. That was. A, oh, dude, you know what I just remembered too? Tell me. Holy fuck. I'm excited. Back in the day, a couple of years ago, whenever we were doing YouTube videos, mm-hmm. we did that whole like fall drinks episode. Yeah. Remember that crazy fucking warm pineapple? Oh shit? yeah, that had like a bunch of butter in it and stuff. Oh dude, that was so good. It was like pineapple and it had a the coconut rum. cream. Coconut I think, cream, yeah. I think, was in there. I believe my statement was, "It tastes like an angel threw up in my mouth." Yeah, it was really, really, oh, really good. good Though I bet if you drank several, you would uh, hate yourself, dude. That's the thing. Like, that, yeah, you know, you have one of those, then you just drink straight liquor the rest yeah, of the night. There you go. That's all you can do. Um, also, anything with ginger beer. I mean, ginger beer is so good with so many liquors. Hell yeah, it is. It's also like. 43 grams of sugar for a, pop, for a 12 ounce. Yeah, Come it's on. like so sugary, but fucking worth it. Just yeah. worth it to, I mean, a mule, like a, a Moscow mule, pretty classic. common, classic one. A little fucking bit of lime in there. You Postmodern uh, cocktails down here got me hooked on doing a mule with, with gin instead. Yeah, I think gin, a gin is mule. a perfect choice. Oh, uh, spicy ginger beer, uh, so good. Yeah, you. I, I say ginger beer and basically anything go together that was uh, tequila's good yeah ginger beer with tequila but ginger beer with uh, a whiskey a bourbon fuck yeah um an uh, irish whiskey tequila too. uh I- anything yeah. it, they all have a we- like a weird perfect synergy with ginger beer and lime something so, about it man yeah you said even absinthe works yeah? yes uh, yes we okay so i just got some absinthe so i gotta yeah. try this my brother-in-law uh when he lived in la uh he and i just uh we tried every liquor we could with ginger beer and lime <laughs> and found one that it uh, almost works. universally works huh. um but also some combinations are very good if you uh, do a little bit of absinthe and like the right gin, and uh, uh, ginger beer, hmm. it th- like it all complements each other, and it's got this real interesting flavor, especially with a little bit of lime in it. Interesting, good stuff, man. I'm telling you. But again, ginger beer—that—that's a treat yourself thing. Like you drink ginger beer all night, you're gonna have a terrible day the oh next day. Oh my god, dude, fuck that, can't do it anymore. Yeah, uh, Ben. Let me ask you this one last question. Are you ready for this? this I'm ready from, for this. This is from Corey, our pal Corey, Corey. who was on the Mothman uh, Prophecies episode Woo. and is uh, one of the hosts of Jack of All Graves. And is a cool person. Thank you for buying my merchandise. Yeah. Tread till you're undead. Uh, what's the most embarrassing religious or political view you used to hold? Oh, God, are you kidding me? Dude, the way that I fucking grew up so concerned, like, seriously, Mm -hmm. name it. Name it. Name it. I probably was, like, into it at some point before I was exposed to the world and the way things actually work and other people's viewpoints. Like, honestly, you could probably just name pretty much anything, and I'll probably tell you that there was a time where I was, you know, on board with it. Yeah. Fucking stupid. I I, I had no exposure to the world. Like, this is one of those things that, that just sucks. Whenever you live in a right. super small town and you're around the same like four or five people exclusively your it's entire life. all the life. information you get about the world. Yeah. This is yeah. before the fucking internet, y'all. Yeah. So, yeah, some very fucking dumb stuff for sure, man. Yeah. Let, let me scan my memory banks. Is there anything that comes to mind for you? Um, You know, the, during the Mormon days because, uh, 
I I went from non-religious to religious. So my non-religious days, I was uh, a radical communist, etc. type of person. You were Zangief back so then. So when I became Mormon, I had to like try to become conservative because that's Ooh. Mormonism. That's the look, yeah. Yeah. So I had to try to convince myself of things. So definitely had to try to convince like, like I couldn't come to b- believe because Mormons like fought Prop 8 or fought for it or whatever Prop 8 was in California that was uh, anti-gay marriage yeah, yeah. Uh, proposition or pro- whichever one it was, they fought to make sure gay marriage couldn't happen. They didn't want to let them yeah. gay people get married. And I remember having to try to come up with why it was okay because mm. I didn't believe in it, but it was like, well, like they're fighting so that they don't have to perform gay marriages because they don't believe in gay marriage. Okay, that was the rational. That was the rationalization, okay. and it's like, I mean, that's sure that's what they said, but that's not why they're doing it. Yeah, <laughs> they're doing it because they're homophobes. So, <laughs> like, yeah, they're, so, they're so just the mental hoops you had to go through. Yeah, so many fucking hoops yeah. to try to like believe because if you know if this is right, then all the things related to it are right right that's how it works sure the house of cards man yeah and and the house of cards fell pretty much because of that attempt at making that all logical it it took me so long to just finally be like no there's no logic to this this is bullshit this is wrong (laughs) it's all wrong then so (laughs) so there you go yeah i think probably the one that really comes to mind and my wife loves telling this story uh, so maybe if I tell it, maybe if I tell it for once instead of her, yeah. then it'll just be done and be like, man, everybody's she's listening story. right now. She's like, she's telling it wrong. Oh, she you knows the story I'm bitch. talking about. Yeah. <laughs> like right whenever we met and we were working together at Walmart uh-huh. and I was still very much in the, in the church and stuff before all my, my deconstruction. Right. Uh, there was a day that she came to work and she was like high. She was uh-huh. high on pot. On pots? She'd done a pot. Oh, no. A whole pot? Uh, yeah. And Whoa. I was like, you touched that plant that God made? How dare you? He told us not to, sort of. I don't think he ever no, he did never mentioned that. No, he never ever. did mention a single uh, plant to not touch, except for so. that, that tree, right? He was like, don't touch that not, one. Not that one. But then we eat a damn apple all the time. Come on. Well, he never, there were, I mean, you know. It was the one tree. All oh, the other trees were fine. Okay. Yeah. How do I know if I'm eating out of the wrong tree? How do I know? Well, there'll be a snake, Ooh, and he'll snake. be like, you should eat from this tree. And like, what are you talking about? How are you talking, snake? <laughs> Get out of here. <laughs> like, I wondered about that so many times in that story. Like, was it just that, like, all the animals talked? So they were like, yeah, this is normal. Wait, hang on. <laughs> what if Adam... Was a parcel tongue. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Now he was the this first. Is together. Yeah, he was the first parcel tongue. He was the first Slytherin. He was the first Sly- Adam was a Slytherin. Clearly. And you know Eve was a fucking uh, Ravenclaw. For sure. Because she, she's seeking that knowledge of good and evil. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like a Ravenclaw might. Uh-huh. Oh, my God. <laughs> so your wife came in high on a pot. Now, by the time that this comes out, though, yeah. J.K. Rowling will have already tweeted... Adam was the first parcel tongue. Yeah, yeah. We need and, to, we need to put up a picture of us and saying this. He would be anti-Palestine for sure. Yeah, yeah, uh-huh. it, absolutely. So we need to do a picture of us holding today's newspaper to prove that we had this idea first. <laughs> so anyway, my wife came in and she was like, "I'm 
on the pot. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm concerned for your soul. <laughs> what a stupid reaction. Oh. And I wrote her a letter being like, you should not do that. You should not do oh, the drugs. Oh, sweet baby Ben. Fucking like front and back, like, you know, multi-page letter about why that was such a bad thing to do. And that like. Put it in her locker. Middle school, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, literally, there was lockers for Walmart. Oh, shit. So I did. Yes. <laughs> you did put it I in did the do locker. That. Just fucking that's so, hilarious. so fucking lame, dude. But, you know, again, it's like that's, with my level of exposure or lack thereof, I really did think that. I was like, that's drugs. So fucking yeah. stupid, man. No, I, I understand. I definitely, there were definitely, you know, my oh no i want to save your soul moments as a mormon for sure but oh yeah yeah those are embarrassing to think back on oh for sure yeah man. but you know it's made us into the fucking heathens that we are we're heathens and we're heathens that that you know set a good example that's true we're nice guys we're them good heathens you that's hear something about. honestly that i really love that that Rhett and link have done since yeah they did this whole series about the deconstruction of their face yeah. and mm. stuff they are family-friendly heathens. They, they are showing the are. world, like, yeah, yeah we're they're fucking good people Yeah, that are family-friendly and not disgusting. They're nowhere near as disgusting as we are. They're leading a good example, <laughs> That's man. That's very true. <laughs> good on them. All right. I actually wanted to ask one more, because this is from our pal Beth Baker, who we oh, went Beth. to Walter State Community What's up, College Beth? with. Do you remember that time in college when Steve created the MySpace page for the sexual predator as a truly disturbing social test. We did do that. We did do that. The um, sexual predator. The sexual predator. The test was basically I would create that and then uh send uh like friend invites to every hot chick on MySpace yeah. and see how many would follow back and a ton did. Not that you were going to use this as a platform to like no. make untoward advances no, no, no. on any ladies. It really was. This is when you were a Mormon. You weren't doing yeah. anything other than just being funny. It was just to see and, and the, the profile pic was the predator. It was the actual predator. Yeah. It yeah. was just to see like would people but he's like a be sexy friends with predator, this guy. Man. Yeah. <laughs> I mean was. the predator is he's in good shape. He's, he's in up. good shape. He's tall. Yeah. yeah. True. He loves to have a laugh. He uh, he does love to uh, have a laugh. Uh, uh, He's uh, real good uh, at his job. Yeah, outdoorsy. Outdoorsy, man. Very outdoorsy. Yeah. Loves camping. Loves travel. Yeah. Hey, you know, if you're the type who likes some time away from your partner, yeah, he travels to other planets. You get a few months away, you know? Yeah. Pretty cool. Kind of neat, actually. Yeah. And yeah, so the, the social experiment uh, succeeded. <laughs> it did. It did. <laughs> and here we are still talking about it today. <laughs> yep. The Pretty sexual awesome. predator. <laughs> There's some good old questions right there. Thank you guys so much for submitting those. Uh, I had a good old time, and I always love doing the FAQ stuff. Me too. Some of y'all come up with some really fucking great questions. There's yeah. a lot that we didn't even. Yeah, there's so many we to. couldn't even get. We could to, do yeah. hours of this yeah, shit. Yeah, for sure. You know, yeah. maybe that could be like a Patreon thing where we maybe just, we do just put up a whole fucking episode, like Why an not? hour of us answering these bullshit I would questions. One hundred percent do that. I would yeah. listen to that. I would too. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so maybe we do that. Let us know if you guys think this is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, maybe we do that in like December or something. Yeah. Like a really Christmas gift. Yeah, a little Christmas yeah. gift. Mm -hmm. I, okay, yeah. That's, actually That's a, a good idea. great idea, yeah. man. Because you guys treat us so good. We love you. How about we have ourselves a little treat here? Dude, I am so excited for this one. This one's been sitting in the fridge for a little bit because... I'm intimidated. Yeah, because it is 15% uh, alcohol. This is from the, the Dawn Beer Library. <laughs> yeah, the, the Dawn Collection. The Dawn Collection. Uh-huh. Now, this thing, I've never had a beer of this style before. No, it's been I have so not long either. since I was like, 
I've never had a beer like this. Yeah. It's been so long since I've had a new style. It is an Exit 3 Blueberry Braggot Honey Oni Ale. Honey. Honey Ale brewed with blueberries. So this is like a combo of a beer and a mead. Yeah, I did a little Googling before we started. I was like, who is Braggot? <laughs> and it said he is, according to some people, kind of a cross between beer and mead. It is where oh. honey meets beer, or you could also say it's where mead meets grains. You can kind of tell, too, by the lack of effervescence, much like a mead. It's, mm-hmm. it's only got a little bit of a, a head on. It's a little cloudy. A little cloudy. Um, it does smells have- sweet. It does smell sweet. I can't really say it smells like beer or no. blueberries exactly. No. But there, there's kind smell. of a honey honey flavor there. A little bit too. Yeah, it, not, man. not really beer or blueberries. Do you like a mead? I, I do like a mead. I do too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I do too. Let's get a pull of this thing and see what it does. 15% alcohol. That's a cup Ooh. of wine. It's a pint of wine is what you're having right here. Ooh, buddy. That is, uh, it, it's got a little heat to it. Oh, uh, my God. But mostly just like a real nice meaty flavor. That's fucking good. It's okay. So it's almost Belgiany. Yeah, I was gonna say it's almost Belgiany. It's got like, I think the spice is probably coming from the the heat from the alcohol, right? There's almost that like, um, what's the spice I'm looking for? Like coriander yeah. kind of flavor that you get in some of those Belgians yeah. to that. Yeah, I was not expecting that. I mean, I guess the blueberry is there. It's a little bit fruity. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. actually not as hot as I thought it'd be. No, it's not. Yeah, like that's that's why I'm saying that the spice there, if it is that, that little bit of heat is is the 15 percent alcohol. It's like so mu- like God, muted. That's like good. I could easily drink this way too fast. I could slam this yeah. way too fucking fast and regret it because mm-hmm. I would be shit face drunk and also I yep. wouldn't enjoy how delicious it is like the it's flavor is good. fucking good yeah that's definitely something i could imagine having with like a a nice savory meal like a burger and fries oh Just yeah this would kind of complement all that without actually uh being too filling because it feels light it despite does the feel fact shockingly that it's 15%. light yeah, yeah this feels like it should be a lot heavier than it is mm-hmm. i could also envision this just being enjoyed by a nice old campfire on a cold night Ooh, buddy dude we're having a cold night right now it is it very cold. cold i i wore a hoodie here yeah like a damn uh, person lives up north something i mean my feet ain't covered yet my toes are still open <laughs> in my flippy <laughs> so you're still hobbiting by the way, apparently this is just like not cool. I guess like young people think flip flops are awful and they wear Crocs. Um, uh, yeah, I do know that Crocs are more popular now. Um, which you're not a flopper yourself either. I don't. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not really a flip flopper. I'm I not am. a Crocker either, though, because mm. for me, Crocs are like they they were not cool for yeah. the longest time. Yeah, totally. Like it was the like, idea was of the wearing Crocs that. was like. Get your shit together. Yeah. That, yeah. It was like fucking sweatpants and Crocs. It was just right. the, like you gave up outfit. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, I'll tell you this. So, you know, because we live in the city and we know what happens on these streets, <laughs> Kate and I have started doing inside shoes out, uh, inside shoes and outside shoes. Ah, yeah. Gotcha. And this summer, Kate got me a pair of just like Croc flip-flops. Uh-huh. Which is just, you know, they just look like flip-flops. Sure. Actually, hella comfy. Okay. Totally getting for my indoor winter shoes. Winter shoes. <laughs> That's a dead dad song. For sure. Yeah. Totally get some Crocs this winter. I'm okay. going to do it. I'm going to go there. And I'm, I'm going to let you know how it goes. They got those little like charms too. Like the they do. Charms for Crocs. Yep. That are popular. It might be fun. 
it Go might get real it. good to me. Yeah. So I mean, it's already it's 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 already like six months past its prime. So the kids might laugh at you. Cool. Oh my gosh, the olds. And I'll say, these are my inside shoes. What are you doing in my house? Get the <laughs> fuck out of here, young person. You Boo, don't live here, old man. Boo. It's gonna be you. Yeah, it will be me. I'll be like, Steve, I'm trying to record a podcast I'll with you have, right I'll now. I'll have a backwards cap on and a shirt that says I'm a kid. Oh my god, mm-hmm. you're just one of those hip young people. <laughs> With your Tamagotchi. <laughs> yeah, my Tamagotchi. The most hip young people thing you could think of. As always, <laughs> showing off your Furby and stuff in front yeah. of me. Your sock uh-huh. bopper. Oh, man, a sock bopper? Yeah. That would be pretty awesome to have. You're, and the whole time you're making fun of me, you're also doing that, um, what's that thing, the skip it? <laughs> the ankle destroyer? You yes. know that shit? Oh, man. Those, and the hoop, like, you had to have a certain size foot. Because if you put the hoop on and your foot was a bit too big, it was very hard to get off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you're either destroying your ankle or you're destroying somebody else's ankle. Yeah, it's just going to, like, slam into somebody's ankle. Yeah. Anytime one of those things came out, mm-hmm. you know, it was just yeah. like somebody's fixing to get hurt. Yeah. For sure. Do they still make toys like that, the you're definitely going to get hurt type I of toys? I hope so. <laughs> I, I hope, hope so. I hope the kids out there murdering his friends with like iron man missiles or yeah. something yeah i'm gonna start a company that's just gonna make like lawn darts 2.0 <laughs> like, i'm just gonna start the company that makes the things that are gonna get kids hurt and build some damn character yeah that's yeah that's that's what kids need make to get some memories kicked kids. out of them by a skip it exactly <laughs> how else are you gonna have character i can't think of any other ways to develop character if you don't get maimed by your toys yeah are you even living Basically, if you don't, like, have a, a dent in your shins from some, like, weird play accident on a, you know, a trampoline or something, we're saying you didn't have a childhood. Yeah, yeah. I agree. <laughs> I tend to agree with that. If you didn't get hit in the head with a baseball bat at some point. Come on. Yeah. Were you even a kid? Yeah. No. 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 That beer is... It's weirdly very good. very good, yeah. Like I was just kind of expecting it to be a alcohol bomb and be like, well, it's novel because the proof is so high. Yeah, I also expected it because blueberry is in the name. I expected more of that. Like it was going to be just like a powerful sort of blueberry flavor covering that fifteen percent alcohol. Right. But that's not what's going on at all. No, the blueberry is there and it's palatable. It's very yeah, nice, it's good stuff. That's fucking good. Okay, so the movie we're talking about today mm-hmm. is that night of them deads. What's still living? They're all puzzled up, Steve. They're all mixed up. Y'all supposed to be in that coffin. Y'all you know supposed what? to be dead. You're Y'all dead supposed folk. to be with, with Jesus singing the holy holies. You're not supposed to be a walking around. What you doing? Go back. It's time to go to bed. Time to go to bed, dead it's my folk. time to go to bed. <laughs> they didn't try that. What if... What, go to bed. At some point... Uh, 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 what's her name? Barbara was just like, guys, hold on a second. I got an idea. And she just went out on the porch and she's like, oh, about time to go to bed. About time to go to bed. And all the dead people are like, uh, and they look at their watches and awkwardly leave. Head around. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe they just needed a reminder. I don't know. Yeah. You never know with dead folk what they want or need. They can't tell you. I'd be so annoyed. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm trying to get some fucking rest and I'm back. Yeah, that would what? be the worst. And I'm wearing these clothes with my damn ass hanging out. Oh, like my God. Like an autopsy zombie. The indignity of it all. 
with his buttocks out. That would be all. Like my mom did makeup on on corpses. She huh? did makeup and haircutting. Really? Uh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, my mom was a, a cosmetologist back in the day. A the necrocosmetologist. Day. Well, she she became that at, like after she had uh, me and my sister. She stopped like cutting hair and stuff and started working in restaurants. Um, but uh, she would take jobs doing the makeup and hair for corpses because it didn't bother her. And uh, I remember one time she told me like. Oh yeah, the the suits are all cut out the back. Like they, that's how they get them on them, like because really? they're you know rigid most wow. of the time. So I did not know she yeah. did that. Yep, that's fucking cool. Mm-hmm. She's I think she's done it kind of recently too. She still takes those jobs if they're offered. I have become a necro cosmetologist. <laughs> necro cosmetologist. That's Dead Dad's that, concept album. Yeah, I was gonna say, and you got two avenues there too. You could do cosmetology on dead people, or you could do cosmetology on uh, black metal bands. They need a lot of makeup. They it do. is true. <laughs> Necrocosmetology. Necrocosmetology. <laughs> That's good. I'm, yeah. I'm here for that, man. So, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, 1990. This is the 90. remake of the original 1968 remake. classic. <laughs> yep. Now, here's the thing about this remake. That is unlike all other remakes. This was an attempt, because the original 1968 um, Night of the Living Dead, they forgot to put a copyright notice on it, which meant it was out of copyright instantly. So all the money the movie made back then didn't go to the people involved. It nope. went to the the theater owners and whatnot. People made their own copies, made their own copies, did them. their own thing, distributed it's like them. The most famous zombie movie ever. Yep. Didn't make a dime. Yep. So this is an attempt by Romero to make some money for him and the people involved and for the people involved in this recoup a little bit finally make some money off of it that's something romero always seemed very like remorseful about it yep. like, not just the fact that he didn't make money that the other people involved yeah because that was kind too. of the promise of making this low budget black and white horror movie in 68 was that you know this if this does well this will you know be beneficial for all of us but then of course Unfortunately, there was the small matter of the copyright notice not being included in the reels. So it was out of copyright almost instantly, and they never made anything really off of it. So I feel like, okay, so we've talked about the the remake boom in the 80s where you had like the thing and the fly and the blob. You know, the blob. Yeah, we've talked about, and like we talked about the blob, how the blob didn't actually do that well. Did fine, but didn't do amazing. Uh, and that was 88, and it's kind of like people were done with remakes by that point. And this is 90. I feel like if you, today, in 2021, were to release a, a classic movie, let's say Halloween, let's say for some reason John Carpenter's Halloween, they didn't include a copyright notice on it, and John Carpenter never made any money off of it. And 2021, John Carpenter were to say, like, Listen, I want the people that were involved in this classic movie that we made to actually get something for it. We're going to remake it. I feel like horror audiences would flock to that movie. That movie would make a ton of money. This is for the big guy, yeah. Yeah, we're, ma- we're, we're, we're paying money not necessarily to see a movie, 
but for the movie we've already seen. Yeah. Uh, that, unfortunately, wasn't the case in 1990. Uh-uh. <laughs> this movie, it made over budget, but it probably, with advertising and stuff, didn't make anything. Uh, I, I feel if you made this today in those same circumstances, this would make a lot of money no matter what the quality. But this also has quality. It does. That's the yeah. thing. Like, it's easy to look at it under those premises and be like, oh, so it's a cash grab. Right. And that it was in some ways. Technically. But George Romero rewrote the screenplay for this. So he rewrote his own screenplay. Yes. He's like, I've had some time to simmer on this. Yeah. Let's just think about what I art to change. Yeah. The, and some of the things... Uh, in this movie are actually original ideas he had for the first Night of the Living Dead. Oh. Like the, the uh, rednecks shooting zombies hanging from trees and stuff. Ooh. That was originally intended to be in 68. But, of course, as we know, the 68 one was heavy on racial politics. And that was also at a time when, uh, you know, there are tons of things going on across the country throughout the late 60s that made him feel like showing zombies hanging from trees being hung by rednecks would make an even more inflammatory political statement. A little beyond the pale. Yeah. Yeah, I get that. Which, I mean, also, Jesus Christ, man, the balls on that guy. Yeah. For thinking to put that in a movie in the 1960s. Yeah, for sure. What? I, I think also rewriting the screenplay had something to do with getting John Russo disconnected. Because we talked about John R Russo is responsible for... Uh, half of the uh, original Night of the Living Dead, and who also is, you know, the producer on Return of the Living Dead in that series. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They kind of split off. Yeah. Like. And there was also some fear by Romero, or from Romero, that uh, anybody else could make this remake. Like, there was no, he had no rights to it. No, so you might as well put your flag in Yeah, it. so you might as well. You like, fucking put, made it. Yeah, so anybody else could have come along and made this remake. And if he hadn't made this in 1990, somebody would have already done it in 2009 or yeah, something. Yeah, it know? made all his money. It made all his money. Yeah. yeah. So, this is a remake I think that was necessary for the cash grab, but didn't have to go as hard as it does and didn't have to be as good as it is. But it is. It's really, like... It's a good-ass zombie movie, man. It's a fucking good zombie movie in a time when zombies were kind of a joke. Yeah. Uh, kind of because Thriller, kind of because Return of the Living Dead. Like, Return of the Living Dead, great. We, I mean, go check out our episode on it. it. We love it. But it also does make them more silly. Yeah. Uh, and so Thriller does, too. They're dancing now, and it's, you know, all fun and whatnot. And so zombies at this point were kind of just silly. And so the the challenge for Tom Savini was making this serious and making it what the living dead movies had been up to that point so you know we had night which is very serious dawn which is probably the best zombie movie ever made i think so at least very possible uh, and then day of the dead all those very serious and this just kind of brings that spirit back now it didn't catch on because this movie didn't do well but it's you watch this and then see uh robert kirkman's uh the walking dead and the walking dead is just a continuation of this and day of the dead oh yeah in a lot of the ways well the thing that i kept thinking about as i was watching this and, and again it's like i very easily could have made the same analog for for the original but i think the fact that this one is in uh, color instead of black and white right i was watching this and being like man resident evil wouldn't exist without this okay there are so many shots in this that just remind me of things in the uh -huh. original resident evil game right 
uh, that's what it kept kind of bringing to mind for me. Okay. Yeah, I can see that. I I think like I think when you see this and know that Tom Savini's the director, your first expectation is a lot of gore. Okay, so that was one thing that yeah. I was gonna say about this is yeah, going into it knowing that this is a, a Tom Savini joint, I was thinking to myself, I'm gonna get treated to some of the most like savage yeah. zombie kills ever. There's gonna be yeah. headshots. He was responsible be... for them in Dawn of the Dead. Like we've yeah. seen what he he does with those zombies. We've seen him, you know, with the Friday Thirteenth movies. Just especially not long before this, part four, we'd seen some really creative, very kills. brutal, yeah, yeah. So I was kind of going into this thinking, oh, it's going to be kind of like the original, but more like hyper brutal, right? And the gore, it's actually not over the top. No, it's good. Like Pretty everything that's in there is good, but there's nothing that's just like holy fuck. Yeah. that was brutal. And that was that was. You know, I watched the. I think you did too. The the there's like a documentary about this yeah. making this and Tom Savini Savini's, with long hair looking all hot. Uh-huh, what yeah. a hunk. Uh, Savini talked about how he he wanted to capture the feeling of the original. He didn't want to do his more outlandish makeup effects because the original has very basic sort of effects. Sure. So he he didn't want to sort of try to outshine that, but he also did some stuff that. Uh, you know, is much more, uh, v- like brutal and visual than this because, like, a lot of the stuff in the original Night of the Living Dead is kind of in the dark and like just quick flashes of stuff. Sure. This, you know, um, we we see like that that guy in the window take three chest shots yeah. and then a headshot, and like that may like watching it. If you don't know much about makeup, it may seem like not a big deal, but those are squibs going off. Like without a shirt, the Someone shirt the real is like guy. yeah, like yeah. the shirt is normally the thing you use to hide the squibs. Yeah, so like they had to make this like fake chest that then exploded with squibs. Like and it's very convincing looking. Yeah, too. uh, you know the like there there's several scenes that are more brutal than the original. Yeah, but again, it never gets super gory. Well, but that's also like the entire intent of special effects, right? So that yeah. you don't know you're that they're there. Exactly. Like there's yeah. a lot of parts in this where you're watching some actually very detailed special effects, but you don't really realize you're watching a special effect. That's yeah, that's Savini's magic, and like he he really knows how because he talks about it in that documentary that like special effects is magic magic right and, and it is really about what you show people and how you divert their attention from the things you don't want them to see and he's really good at that throughout this movie like you don't really recognize much of a like when she's fighting say that that larger zombie that falls from the second oh floor, yeah yeah and like she's just like wailing on his head with a, a fire poker and it looks like fucking impact Beating the shit out of yeah him. and it's like well they they do that so perfectly because it'll show her like hitting him and when she's actually hitting the guy she's using this like rubber sort of thing but they do it at an angle where you don't see it sort of bending when it hits him and then it'll show the other angle where she's hitting a dummy yeah with the actual thing like a and, big puppet yeah like she they they combine those angles to really do a good job of very like, convincing making it very convincing and that's the thing that like even though he didn't get to do big outlandish kills you got to bring his expertise into making kind of smaller scale stuff looking really good yeah like really convincing yeah and that's the thing too is they actually did film 
quite a lot more yeah. heavy gore they stuff. Did. This and the MPAA fucking smacked them down. Yeah, this was originally like a NC-17 yeah, X like rating type of very, thing. Very, yeah. very, very hard rated where yeah. it's just like, well, nobody's going to get to see this movie if it's rated NC-17, yeah. so we got to cut it down. And if you watch, like, again, if you watch that documentary, it's on, on YouTube. On, on YouTube. Yeah, you watch that documentary, it shows the stuff that got cut. It's not. It's not that crazy. Yeah, it really was just an MPAA like vindictive sort of. We've it let Tom Savini get away with so much stuff in other movies. Yeah, because there's so much worse stuff in yeah. Friday Thirteenth movies. Yes, one hundred percent. Like way more yeah. brutal. But and yeah, I guess they just really kind of had a vendetta for him because the stuff that they cut out from this, it's like. Yeah, there's some headshots that are a little bit more gruesome. Yeah. Not even to the level of, like, Maniac or anything no, like exactly. that. No, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's not even to the level of his other gore. That he's already done it. That, that he'd point. already done that got away with R ratings. Yeah. Like, yeah. So if you see, like, say, for instance, Mr. Gunderson or whatever that comes through the window, like, when she shoots him, that one uh, chick, what's her name? Judy Rose. She's like, no, Mr. Whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like, if you see the shot where she actually shoots him, it's not, like, head exploding Mm-mm. type of thing. No. But, I mean, Savini, I think Savini made a good point in that documentary. He says, actually, when you don't see it, it's better. I can get that. Yeah. Honestly, like, the first impression I had after we finished the movie uh, last night, and this is the first time I'd ever watched uh. this movie. I'd never seen it before. I was kind of like, man, I felt a little bit ripped off as far as not getting to see any like mega incredible Savini kills yeah, and gore that I've never seen before. Yeah, yeah, so I felt kind of ripped off. And then I watched the extra stuff, and I was like, you know what? If that was in the movie, it wouldn't necessarily have made it better. No, it doesn't make it better. It doesn't change much. No, and yeah. I can also get both perspectives where you look at this movie and you're like, oh, man, he took the original and didn't ramp it way past it. What a bummer. Right. Or if it did have all kinds of mega Savini gore, right. you could look at this and be like, oh, man, he fucking added in all this gore that the original didn't have, and it didn't need to be yeah. there. Like, I, yeah. I get both perspectives, Absolutely. honestly. But having watched it and then watched the deleted stuff, I don't think it really would have made it better. No, I don't think so either. I think it wouldn't have made it worse. Wouldn't no. have, it wouldn't have uh, been a hindrance at all, but it also doesn't, it doesn't change much. Like... If the MPAA had been like, no, you can't have uh, that ending where, uh, you know, uh, Barbara shoots Harry. Woo, man. If they had said no to that, that would have changed. changed the movie. But yeah, the stuff they said no to doesn't, it's not a big deal. So it's weird that they said no to it. And it definitely probably is a hangover vindictiveness from on, on their part. But it doesn't change much. It doesn't make yeah. it worse. I don't think so, no. man. Uh, and especially, too, when all these, you know, kill scenes and stuff that were shown, a lot of them are, like, very re- reactionary, where yeah. you're seeing somebody shoot the gun, you're seeing somebody stab the crowbar down, but not right. seeing the damage it's inflicting or whatever. Yeah. It helps that it's being portrayed by actors that are good as fuck. Oh, man. What Everybody in this is so good. Uh, this You got Tony Todd. Tony motherfucking Todd, the Candyman. Yep. Uh, a good... Pre-Candyman. Yeah, this is his first horror movie. That's crazy. Yeah. Because, like... You know, like, we all know Tony Todd as a bad guy, whether you know him from Candyman or Final sure. Destination. The Crow. The Crow. Yeah. We always kind of know Tony Todd as being the, the big bad. Menacing, scary. He's actually great as a good guy. <laughs> 100% awesome as a good guy. He's a fucking awesome actor. Man. He is great. He's so good in this. Um, great voice. I love Tony Todd's yeah. voice. At this point, he had only really done, like, Platoon, Colors. He was on Star Trek. 
for a few episodes. Oh. Like, no, nothing huge. This is kind of his first major leading role type of thing. And he nails it, man. Like, when he's sitting there talking about, like, what happened in the cafe that he escaped oh, yeah, from. Yeah. And, like, that's just such a great very sort of believable. monologue. Very believable. Uh, and apparently that's that's what he uh, his audition monologue was. Oh. And, like... Like, they gave him the script, he went out in the hall for five minutes, came back without the script, and delivered that monologue, what? and cried like he does in that monologue, and Tom Savini was like, well, we got our Ben, like, uh, this is the guy, right? <laughs> That's fucking awesome, yeah. what? Yeah. What a badass. Uh, also, you got Patricia Tallman as, as Barbara, she is a radical departure from the original Barbara, who is, you know, uh, a blonde-haired, kind of uh, shorter kind of just damsel in distress damsel in distress type uh and this barbara she's in distress at a certain point because she just saw her brother brother get murdered well yeah yeah so it makes all the sense in the world but she very quickly sort of gets her bearings and becomes a badass uh and and patty tallman you know she had she had been a a stunt double uh, a stunt person up to this point mostly yeah uh, she, that's cool she was in like Romero's Knight Riders and stuff but oh yeah she was in Knight Riders and you know Army of Darkness as we said earlier but how cool man she um, she definitely brings like a stronger energy to it like I not it. just yeah I do too I think she's fucking awesome but not just like the character is stronger but the actress is bringing strength like her her face is stronger the, the yeah. original like yeah very much yeah. so man yeah and i really do love the fact that they did change her role in the way that her character yeah. art goes because in the original she is way much more of that black and white i just scream and faint and trip yeah. on in the woods and yeah. oh my ankles hurt you know like yeah it's more of those tropes that we all expect out of a horror movie and in this they really did give her a lot more power a lot more agency and a lot more uh, self-reliance and she's the one who actually knows what they should do yeah. she's the only one who seems to understand that like basically what's going on here is a fight between uh harry played by tom towels who is awesome he played otis and in, in henry portrait of a serial killer fucking yeah, i amazing. didn't know that until you told me and i was like this whole time i was watching this i was like i yeah. know that guy from something i yeah. know him from something and ba- place him it's 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 tom towels harry uh, and Tony Todd's Ben, and when you look at their two plans, they're the same plan. Mm-hmm. One's plan is to be stuck in a cellar. The other's plan is to be stuck in the rest of the house. Upstairs, yeah. We're yeah. going to board up the windows. We're not going in the yeah. cellar. It's like, well, you guys are both still just saying, yeah. let's stay in the house. Let's stay in this exact location. And Your argument is it should be... The seller or not the seller. Yeah, that's That's it. all you're arguing over. It's the and, same fucking plan. And I don't know if Romero intended this, but to me, that comes across as this like very clear uh, Democrat versus Republican thing where mm-hmm. it's two sides arguing bad plans Yeah, that, that won't fix the, same. the actual problem. That, yes, exactly. Yeah. The actual issue. Yeah, exactly. And so like... She notices pretty early on when they're bo- first boarding up the window. She's just like, they move real slow. I think we could just walk past them. And like, she says that a couple more times throughout, like bringing up again, like we could just go. Uh, 
and nobody's gonna listen to the hysterical woman and that's the thing is she's painted as hysterical in their minds like they think she's the hysterical one but what we actually are seeing is she is dealing with her grief and acting in reality and all the rest of them are just freaking out and not dealing with their grief they're not recognizing like i'm fucked up because of this thing i just saw i should probably take a moment to be in my head and get in the zone here no i gotta take charge to get the doors and yeah, put them over the know. windows and get I'm in, the in cellar. charge i'm in charge yeah, yeah. which yeah. is more of kind of like the man reaction right yeah it's the yeah it's this traditional sort of toxic masculine reaction of like well, everybody's, this. of I'm course, looking to me. Yeah. I'm the only <laughs> one that knows how to fix this. Yeah. Couldn't possibly come up with any other solutions here. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's interesting, like, because that, it's almost like Romero making fun of him, his younger self in some ways, too, because his younger self set up those two options as the only options. Like, his younger self in 68 was like, yeah, that would be your two options, but it's like, kind of thought it through again where it's like wait no if you're upstairs and you just block off the doors and windows if they get in you can't get out same thing yeah yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah pretty much so yeah the i, li- I like that the update um kind of looks critically at the original some while still celebrating how awesome that original story is. Yeah. It really does do a good job of treading that line of paying homage to the original without mm-hmm. just remaking it beat by beat. Yeah. Like, like Psycho, for example. Yeah. It's not that level of, like, exact remake action. It's no. pretty damn close. Pretty close. Some shots are very similar sure. and stuff. And, like, yeah, and, and, of course, the story all sort of plays out pretty similarly Though the ending is is drastically different. As you said earlier, Ben's fate is different. Yeah, Ben actually dies not uh, being killed by uh, a redneck who assumes he's a zombie, but he actually gets killed, I assume, by Harry's bullet and then does turn into a zombie and then gets, you know, killed by the rednecks because he's a zombie. Yeah. This doesn't really have the the heavy... racial tensions element no it does take that out the the fight between harry and ben is really just two stubborn assholes thinking they should be in charge it's not it's not really black or yeah, white there's not, yeah there's no racial component to it there is some like sort of uh i wouldn't say a feminist message but the the uh women have been updated to be proactive yeah. So, you know, um, it, what's her name in the basement? Damn it. Uh, Harriet, I think. Helen. 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 Yeah. yeah. So Helen uh, fights back against Harry, which she kind of did in the original, but she's a little more assertive in this. Uh, same with uh, Judy Rose. She's more assertive. She wants to drive the truck, et cetera. And then, yeah, I mean, Barbara goes from catatonic <laughs> luggage individual to badass who can handle anything that comes at them but in a believable way but in a very believable way she definitely is still dealing with the trauma of her brother dying and all the things that are happening and also there's zombies yeah that's okay so that's a trauma it really is and it's like it's lost on people i think a lot because zombies zombies come and go in our our culture where they they become more of a but like big element of horror and then they become more of a commercial element (laughs) 
where yeah. they become a joke. Yeah, they're on like cycles. It's like yeah, and then nobody cares about them for a while. We're and kind of reaching that serious. point now. Yeah, nobody cares about them. Yeah. Yeah. Then eventually they'll come back as serious again because the Zack Snyder's gonna make them cool again. Oh Jesus! Trust me. <laughs> Trust. Uh, so the the thing going on here that's interesting to me is like I. In that documentary, listening to Tom Savini talk about zombie makeup and, you know, how you make a zombie a zombie. Yeah. Like, he talks about, like, the they used the contacts in this that, like, you know, kind of kind of milk, milk out the, the eyes. eyes. Yeah, to Either kinda, entirely or just kind of fog them over yeah, a little bit. to take out the the spark of humanity in, in the eyes or whatever. It's true. Whenever the eyes don't yeah. shine, it, it is somehow like yeah. something is dead here. And talking about, like, movement and stuff, the way zombies move. And it made me realize something that, I mean, I've talked about the undead a lot in this because i researched them for a while there um what's interesting to me is that there are certain small things you can remove from a person that remove their humanity eyebrows whoopi goldberg (laughs) get some but removing a person's humanity is so easy unfortunately that that means humanity is a very tenuous concept. Hmm. Yeah, that's true. That's like, true. Like if you can put contacts in someone and they can stumble a little bit, and now they're scary. Now you're not human, and now I'm you're not shooting human. you in the head. Yeah, like our humanity is so tenuous fragile. and yeah. fragile, and and that's what this is about. Hmm. Like that's what she's saying at the end when she's like, "They are us. We are them." Like there's no difference in the way that the zombies interact with the world and the humans interact with the world. It's just that the humans can do it more boisterously, mm-hmm. but all they're doing is the same thing the zombies were doing. They're killing. They're they're terrorizing. They're torturing. Like they're What's the difference? Yeah, there's no real difference. So our humanity is this real tenuous thing, and I think that... Well, com- that, that even kind of goes back to the first movie in a way, where yeah. you're just like, the only difference is this guy has more melanin in his skin. Yeah. Than this other guy, and it's, that is yeah. dehumanizing. One hundred percent, yeah. And I think this comes uh, in in this. I think that's coming a good bit from Savini's experience in Vietnam. Yeah, for sure. Where he definitely saw some dehumanizing, uh, terrible shit. That from both sides. From both sides, sure. But I mean, mostly America is the yeah. problem. Because we were the aggressors and we were in someone else's country, so the other side had their right to do whatever the fuck they wanted. Probably, honestly, yes, yeah. yep, yep, yep. Um, but w- the stuff that he saw and the terribleness of humanity. What I think is always interesting about Tom Savini is that you know he's been through that, and you see in his work that he can like channel that. But he seems like the sweetest guy in the world. I know, right? Just seems so nice. And, and you hear that from everybody who works with him. Like, oh, he's got a love for life and stuff. And it's like, fuck, he went through all that. Shit. He's seen all this shit. And he can still be like, life is good. I like life. This That's is really what cool. a corpse would look like if it was alive. <laughs> yep. I got to tell you, I love how the zombies in this look. Me too. They look to me very convincingly like yeah. reanimated corpses. Like yeah. it's not like the the fucking like blue smurf zombies. No, yeah, that's the the dawn of the dead, day of the dead type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Nor are they like the hyper fucking desiccated, decayed like right. like Fulci zombies. Right. 
these really honestly look like recently dead corpses, which yeah. is exactly what they say. It's like they're recently dead yeah. or walking again. And then, you know, they're turning others into zombies, so they're also recently dead. So, yeah, like the zombie design shouldn't be too over the top. And yeah. that's, this nails that just sort of like conservative, but still the second you see them, you know they're zombies. Yeah, yeah, the contacts and then like the waxiness of the skin tones. Yeah. Like they're not like like chalk white pale right. zombies nor are they, you know, green, decayed, mm -hmm. nasty looking. Like, these are corpses that have been, you know, probably embalmed. Yeah. Buried. Yeah. They're not rotting, rotting, rotting. Right. They still look reasonably fresh, but, like, waxy and weird, like when you go mm. see an open casket funeral. I love the autopsy zombie. Like, yeah. just like that, that, the autopsy Y cut in and the way that it's, like, receding because yeah, he's been decaying for a little bit. Yeah. That is yeah. a really cool effect, man. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I like that. I don't think there's really any zombies in here that look bad. I do like the the kind of big guy zombie mm -hmm. that they have yeah. in the house. I want to say that they kind of put that guy in a zombie video game, like House of the Dead or something like that. Oh, okay. I want to yeah. say there's a zombie that pays tribute to that guy. Somebody knows what I'm talking about, and they'll they'll post it on the Facebook page. Yeah, but please do. That guy's definitely been referenced yeah. in a video game that I'm thinking of okay. right now. Yeah, I, th I think this movie, like, it, it has a cult following. Like, people have since looked back on it and been like, oh, it was a real good remake that we kind of missed. I I think I still don't hear enough about it. Because, I like, so. when we did The Blob, I, I was blown away that people don't talk about it enough. But this one is like... The Blob is a kind of an anomaly because it's an action horror movie and you don't get a lot of those. This is a, a zombie movie that does zombies so well and does like the initial like collapse of society so well that I'm surprised we haven't gone back to it. The horror fans haven't kind of embraced it and been right. like, this is fucking rad. It's a Tom Savini zombie movie. That's serious and never, like, never gets silly. It always, like, remains serious, but it also never drags at any moment for an hour no. and 36 minutes. Pretty or, tight movie. Yeah. The pacing, I think, is excellent. Yeah. I think that the, you know, initial, like, one or two zombies at a time is not really all that threatening. Right. Like, oh, they got this managed. It's probably not going to mm -hmm. be that bad. But then it's like as the movie goes on and more and more of these zombies start showing up, right. it starts becoming increasingly hopeless. Yeah. Especially as the infighting gets worse and worse and mm -hmm. then fucking dumbass guy shoots the lock off of that gas pump and blows them oh the fuck up. God. And that, the thing is, it's not unbelievable. It's not unbelievable at all. No, it's not it's even. Not. It's the type of thing that you would think, okay, yeah. Somebody would probably try that exactly that. After living through the fucking past year and a half that we have, yeah, that, and seeing how people react to catastrophe, it's yeah. all believable. And that's what I'm thinking now. Like, I'm glad that we're talking about this now, and I hope other horror podcasts that haven't talked about it yet talk about it now. This what is another horror podcast. Oh, uh, you hope people start a horror podcast that right. can talk. Oh, about the ne it. Neon Brainiacs, the only other horror podcast. That's them, right. Yeah. <laughs> but. I hope that other people start talking about it because I think for me, what kind of hit with this was how relatable it is now where it's like, 
I've seen humans doing their human thing in times of emergency, and... We don't handle it well. We don't handle it very well. We fucking quibble and argue with each other about who's right about the situation. Right. Rather than... Deal with the situation. Deal with the right. situation, yeah. Um, some of us make a joke out of it. Sure. Which definitely is all those rednecks they are just having the time of their life when they're shooting zombies they're loving it they make a little fucking cage match and razzle them yeah while drinking beer yeah just yeah it really is just like it it honestly it like reminded me of whenever we're hearing stuff last year about like oh man fucking frat boys are hosting covid parties right Mm -hmm. it just reminded me of that yeah i yes and and it also i mean people said this throughout 2020 and and throughout this year as we're still very much in a pandemic um people have said several times like oh this you know shows exactly like the stuff that happens in zombie movies where you're like oh that doesn't make any sense nope that's what would happen that's that is what would happen because that's people that's how we are and that that is what zombie movies are always supposed to get at the the fragility of human nature and how easily the society we've built up crumbles yeah like she says at one point doesn't take long for the world to fall apart does it like nope it really doesn't it doesn't take long at all for the world to just fall to shit yeah and, and you're right other movies do explore that 28 days later does yeah. that very uh-huh. well yeah lots of flicks do that yeah for sure and this this is i think a, a crowning example of of uh, uh zombie movies making uh political points without being overt about it because this this doesn't say uh you know this side is right or that side is right it says both sides are gonna just cannibalize each other eat each other alive. they're just gonna eat each other alive yeah. and which not is listen. essentially what zombies do anyway yep yeah. <laughs> eat is. each other they eat each other yeah right i think the most like affecting scene the scene that people probably uh think is the 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 crowning achievement of this movie is when after everyone else has died except for harry who's gone up into the the attic and uh, ben who's gone down to the cellar we get barbara leaving the house and testing her theory and ducking a couple of zombies and realizing they all died for no reason and dude at at that point too she's almost just kind of given up hope and is just like let's just who gives a shit at this point right and she runs into that that woman who's holding like a baby doll, right? And she almost just like feels so. You can see it on her face. She feels like sorry and sad for this creature that's before her, and yeah. she she like can't even bring herself to shoot it at first. It's just yeah. like I just shove it away. But yeah, like, she's it's just not a bar- threat. But again, it's just barely shoving it away, just reminding her like none of this mattered. None we could have mattered. just gotten away from them. Yeah. Meanwhile, everybody that was in the house, instead of working together, has gotten fucking picked off and but killed mainly by... by stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody in the house gets killed by a zombie outside of the house. So I didn't even think about this until <laughs> you brought it up. But you're just like, actually, the greatest threat to the lives of these people in this movie. Each other. Are the living people. Yep. And them fucking arguing over what yep. to do. 100%. That's it. They, if they could have just, for a moment, dealt with their trauma, because that was what. That's it. Is that these two men are traumatized, but they're yeah. used to being loud and in charge. So that's what they do. They be loud and in charge, 
without dealing with their trauma, without dealing with the shit that just happened to them, without mm. recognizing, I need to stop for a second and just assess this situation. How like life this is. Instead, they want to board themselves up. They want to keep. They want to put up walls to keep the world out. Well, meanwhile, like Barbara actually did have that moment of just like I need to fucking freak out and lose my mind over how crazy this is and the yeah. fact that I watched my brother die. And they assume that that means that she's a hysterical woman who's right. not in control of the situation. Even even uh, Judy Rose, uh, she's at a certain point is like, is she all right? And then when she like shoots the the guy she knew, the mechanic or whatever, she's like, that's Mister. I can't remember his name. And it's like Judy Rose thinks that she is handling the situation better than Barbara, but she hasn't even really been introduced to the situation. Right. She is just now learning. Wait a second. So we need to kill them? They are dead? They're like, not the same? Right. What? Yeah. Like, so Barbara has processed all this while everyone else is pushing it off. They're trying to just uh, escape it and not think about it and just come up with something to do so that their brains are occupied so they don't have to think. Yeah. And I, I personally love how they never give us an explanation as to where this shit is coming from or why right. it happens. That could, I there, love it. You could actually, like, this could have been a terrible remake where it's like, well, I'm going to explain how it happens and I'm going to make them all, like, super-duper friends that work together. And, like, like yeah. this could have gone a, a completely different direction. But Savini went with the, we don't know. Like the the news anchor that we see, like he presents several you know ideas, which is what we got in the original with the radio broadcast and in yeah. Dawn of the Dead with the news broadcast that we see at the beginning. Like people speculating, and we also have been as or Tony Todd has been saying other theories he's heard. So it gives us all hmm. these theories. But How no, like life this is. Exactly. And the shit we just went through. Exactly. And are still going through. Right. I mean, there. at one point, uh, you know, we got Harry watching the news by himself. And that's when the news uh, anchor says that the, they believe the dead are rising. And then he undercuts it with some scientist thinks it's, think it's a virus or a bacteria and harry immediately like kicks the idea that they're dead rising can't out of his that. head no nope. can't be that it's the other thing it's confirmation bias yeah it's the thing he i think it is yes he picks the choice that he wants to be right definitely gotta be that guy it. eating that bat soup that's where the zombies <laughs> exactly. come from exactly it's totally it's that, that shit man it's the same shit yeah. i honestly don't find any part of this movie ridiculous like the people's no. reactions the people's yeah. assumptions about what's going on and the infighting realistic realistic honestly mm -hmm. probably underplayed probably <laughs> probably i think you know even looking back on the 68 one when you look at barbara i would say some people would say barbara is the least relatable but i think we saw that too people just shut down due to covid just un oh, yeah. incapable of handling the situation yeah so just gone just right. gone like i'm not going to talk about it i'm not going to think about it I'm not involved in this. I'm just living my life, and I'm pretending COVID's not real. Yeah. <laughs> like, and then it even near as fucking wild as the dead are fucking walking again. Right, know? exactly. Yeah. I, and so, yeah, we, we get a lot about human nature that we have seen kind of play out in our lifetime. And it has played out, as you said, you know, with the Black Plague, played out with this uh, Spanish influenza. Uh, not I say Spanish 
influenza. It wasn't from Spain. And that, that was, was the marketing. Yeah, yeah, that was the marketing. But the influenza epidemic of, uh, you know, 19, 20, 21, 1919 through 21, I think. Uh, but, or is it 21 through 20? Who gives a Who shit? Who gives a shit? You know <laughs> what we're talking about. You know damn well what we're talking about. But people have always reacted in those ways. It is part of human nature in some ways to just, when you run into trauma or when you run into a world-changing event or occurrence or you know wh- whatever is happening that just blows open your concept of what the world is and who people are yep people react very badly to it yeah. they just can't handle it well because we're always just trying to rationalize and find a reason for why this could have happened we are yeah. trying to find blame mm-hmm. for who did it and yep. solution for how to make it stop yep I mean, you can look at fucking any of the shit we've lived through in our stupid lifetimes, yeah. fucking 9-11, mm-hmm. anything you want to bring up. Yeah. That's all that we're trying to do is make sense of, like, how could this happen, yeah. you know? So, yeah, we come up with wild theories and things rather than, you know. Solutions. Solutions. Logic. Rather than reason. looking at the, you know, the base problem or whatever, we're, we're always just, we're look, like, some of us look for a... um something to hate that's that's just kind of a oh, natural yeah. human blame. reaction is we like blame who can we blame who can we hate who can we be mad at for this yep uh and we saw that of course in the beginning of the the COVID 19 pandemic of people being like well it's china china did it so i'm gonna go fucking break the windows of my local chinese restaurant and this and will shit. somehow fix anything well and, and again it's like it's the same thing we saw with any brown person post 9-11 right exactly Fucking just horse shit man. yeah it's 100 percent horse shit but it, it is people thinking that they're going to take control by finding someone to blame yeah like human it's nature. always about control yeah human nature it's about control it's about not not allowing um reality <laughs> to dictate how you interact with reality and it's a negative and and that's like i think one of the beautiful things this says at the end when she she's like you know seeing the horrors of what these you know uh rednecks are doing to these zombies and things and she's she recognizes that we are them and they are us but she also realizes she has to try to fit in with the these people now like these are the people yeah she's surrounded by heavily armed idiots yeah and she either has to be a part of them or what like what the world out there is filled with zombies now she's got to be a part of this she's going to be surrounded by this and know that it's wrong but she's got to learn how to interact and and be a part of this civilization pretty bleak it's real bleak (laughs) yeah it's like just because she survived yeah doesn't mean she really won at yeah. the end of the day because look who she's surviving with. The, the change that occurred overnight occurred to overnight, everyone. Overnight, yeah. Yeah, everyone became the, whatever it was that was dormant in them. They, they all became it overnight. And, and I'll tell you too, like one change that I like as far as that narrative with her at the ending, sticking around with the rednecks and stuff, I really love that in contrast to the original, this story really does stay with Barbara. Like, the original yeah. is like, it's Barbara's movie. Yeah. It's Ben's movie. Right. <laughs> this really keeps with her the whole time, and yeah. I think it's better for it. I think so, too. Now, um, so Romero originally intended Barbara to be the survivor. Okay. Um, 
And which would have made her the original final girl if that had happened, basically. True. Like, um, but it, this is Romero kind of going back to what he thought would be a good idea, but adding in characteristics to the character that would make her survive. Whereas the original Barbara, I don't know how she would have survived. Yeah. It would have just been pure uh, coincidence that she got away. But this Barbara, she's got the characteristics to help her survive. But then having her as the lone survivor, you also are basically saying that she's right. Like, she's the one who is correct. So you have to have her throughout the story be right. So when you have her freak out, you're still saying this is right. You're saying, obviously, if you just saw your brother murdered, doesn't and your brother was Bill Mosley. And your brother was Bill Mosley. He's yeah. cool as shit. Even though he was a dick. He was an absolute yeah. dick to you. you he's did, still Bill Mosley. He's still Bill Mosley. Uh, you did just see him get murdered. Like, there is a process that humans are going to need to go through to be able to deal with that. And the way that Romero, like, in the screenplay and the way Savini and the way Patricia Tallman all got this together to make this character who very kind of slyly is your main character at first. You don't notice that she's your main character till about halfway through when she's like slowly gone from wearing these frilly clothes and these like grandma glasses and stuff to now she's like ripped off her skirt, put on some pants, put on some combat boots. Like she is now like ready for fucking action. She's hanging tough. And now we're like, oh, this is, this is who we're following. That That's a, I, I like that. I like the way you bring people into her rather than, say, in the original, if she had survived, if she had been the survivor, most people probably would have been upset, yeah, honestly, totally. because a lot, of people watch, a lot of people watching it, I, I know for sure, are like, can't wait till she dies. <laughs> She's real annoying. <laughs> I'm also glad that they didn't do the partial black and white idea that yeah, Savini had. Savini like, had fucking, the idea... Wizard of Oz, that shit. Yeah, where it was going to start out black and white and s gradually become color. Because it just would have been... That's a bad idea. Yeah. It, it just would have been this super obvious, like, hey, did you notice this is a remake? Uh, and it's uh, starting off kind of like the original, yeah. and then it's different? Yeah, yeah, that's what this is. And I wonder, because I know that Savini was kind of disappointed when they went to shoot in the cemetery, and it was a brilliantly bright blue sky day. Because he wanted it to be a little more of a sinister weather type of thing going on. But then when he saw, like, the actual footage, he really liked it. Because, of course, of the contrast of, like, these terrible things happening on this beautiful day. And we've talked about that before. Like, daytime horror is scarier. Because it's put in a setting where you're expecting things to go right. You can right. see everything. You see a mile away, yeah. and you, you see this motherfucker's coming. Yeah, you see the that first guy coming, which, of course, is a, a, it's, a, it's a good fake-out because it is. the original, you see that corpse kind of coming up the hill slowly, but you don't know it's a corpse. And in this case, you're thinking, oh, that's that. this is going to be the corpse. And when the guy gets there, he's not a corpse, but he's obviously been attacked by one recently because he's got that, like... uh you know gash on his head and then from out of nowhere the other zombie hits like good misdirect good misdirect yeah because you think it's a remake you know what's gonna happen it, you need a couple misdirects especially for a movie that mostly follows the same exact plot and everything yeah, yeah. completely man yes yeah, so i'm glad they didn't do that angle 
I do wish, like, if I had one big complaint about this movie, I do wish that they would have thrown a few more dollars at that soundtrack. <laughs> I didn't even notice it. I, didn't I don't notice know it at how. All. Okay. Like, really, you didn't notice the soundtrack. I didn't notice it, but, like, obviously didn't notice it as being good either because okay, it just fair. didn't stand out to me at all. But apparently not very good. It sounds like fucking Super Nintendo music. <laughs> Which is rad. (laughs) I mean, that is cool, I guess, but there were times where I was like, am I watching a zombie apocalypse or am I about to go battle Ganon (laughs) in Link from the Past? I hope you got the Silver Arrow. Fuck yeah, I got that thing. I'm ready to kick (laughs) some damn ass. You kidding me? Yeah, there's a lot of times in this where the soundtrack to me was very distracting because it was all like very Mm -hmm. in-the-box Casio keyboard kind of sounds like... Be sure to load up studio strings patch number one and then put electric guitar lead five on top. Wow. Like it's okay. just those very like obvious we are saving money by not hiring actual musicians and doing yeah. this all on a keyboard kind of sound. Very dated. Now there's some stuff towards the end of the movie that was cool. That was like just some cool like synth pads that were kind of ominous mm-hmm. and kind of carpenter ish that were all right by me. Okay. But especially towards the front of the movie, like if you go back and watch it again and pay attention to it, you'll be like, this feels like a 90s made-for-TV miniseries. Okay. It's pretty fucking weak. The melodies and stuff are cool, but just the, the presentation. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wonder how much of that was desired. budget. Because, I mean, it's not, a, it's not a big budget. $4.2 million in 1990. Like, considering, like, you know, again, you know, we said that it's, it's, a, it's a, a great cast, but these aren't, like, big names at the time. No. Um... Yeah, I, I can imagine Tom Savini just got a regular sort of uh, director's rate. I, I imagine most of the money went to effects and stuff and the actors. Like, it would be nice to have a little bit better soundtrack, but I don't know how much it would change it. Check it out again. Next time you watch All it, right. pay close attention to it. Okay. And you're like, wow, this sounds fucking corny. <laughs> Maybe they were preparing for the inevitable Super Nintendo Night of the Living Dead game. I mean... And they were like, well, we'll make the soundtrack for them. It's already licensed. We're going to get some fucking royalties <laughs> off of this thing. Maybe it's like that. Yeah. I really did enjoy this movie, man. Yeah, like, like I said, I think the cast is all great. I don't think that mm-hmm. anybody really hams it up or phones it in and does like a right. shitty job. I yeah. think all the acting in this is very believable. Mm-hmm. Patricia Tallman, right? Yeah. I don't really know why I haven't seen her in more movies because... That's she's a good, question. good and she's fucking very good. gorgeous. She is very pretty. Like yeah. super gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rocking that bowl cut. Rocking that bowl cut. Now that to me is the traditional bowl cut. Because it's it's like it's like soup bowl bowl yeah. cut. Because it's like it's like it has halfway a part, up. Yeah. But it's also got the line at the back. Yeah. And like shorter underneath. Yeah. To me, that's classic bowl classic action right bowl. there. I think, yeah, I think this is just one of the examples of a classic lady smoking bowl. See, that's the thing is like while Kate and I were watching this last night, I was like, maybe for the preview palace, we can do fucking best lady bowls. Uh huh. My wife was like, that ain't no bowl. Your wife? Yeah, my wife. Uh, she said this. She said that ain't no bowl. I, I mean, at some point I, in the movie, I, 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 it, it is a little bit more disheveled and kind of kind of messed sure, up. But definitely sure. at the first of the movie. Yeah. Especially with the, when she has the glasses on and stuff. Uh-huh. That's a smoking bowl, if you yeah, ask me. I think so, too. I think that is a smoking bowl. And you know what? I, I don't hate it. Looks I'm good on her. her. She can yeah, pull she it looks, off. She's definitely pulling it off. She's owning that bowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think maybe if you're just like, 
uh, very angular with big doe eyes. You could probably pull off anything. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> she's just a pretty lady. She makes it work, man. <laughs> yeah, I think she's great. I think the uh, the cast and stuff is all very good. And again, it, it pays close homage to the original yeah. while also enhancing it, I think, in a couple beneficial ways. I We haven't mentioned, just in case somebody hasn't and doesn't know this and we hasn't listened to our Night of the Living Dead episode yet, uh, Tom Savini was originally supposed to do effects on the 68 Night of the Living Dead. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so this this is kind of like him getting to do that thing he didn't get to do. It's pretty cool. I Same think with Romero making money off of his movie. Yeah, trying to actually make money off of his movie, yeah. I, I think, you know, when we say cash-in, cash-in is usually a bad thing. It's usually a bad thing because it doesn't care about the result yeah but in this case romero like changed the world not only of horror movies yeah. but just of pop culture in general yeah i mean the walking dead like something that fucking families gather around the tv and watch together sure. would not exist not at all yeah without romero's creation i don't know if we would look at zombie movie because he created the idea of the zombie that we have yeah. i don't know if we would ever have that with because I mean, you had the the Haitian voodoo zombie. You, of course, have, like, revenants and and other undead creatures and things that may have been drawn on, but Romero made the possibility for all of these zombie things. Uh, And, of course, you know, even if you say, like, 28 Days Later isn't a zombie movie, it's an outbreak movie. Sure. It's a Romero movie, movie. though. Come on. (laughs) It is very much inspired by Romero's zombies. Like, so many movies just wouldn't exist if Romero hadn't made that movie. So, so call it a cash grab, but the guy deserves some fucking money. He deserves money. some cash. <laughs> yeah, I he deserved shit. the cash. I don't, I don't care. And, and when you when you get something this good, even if you're going for a cash grab, it's like, oh, good. again, deserve the cash. You made a good product. Yep, that's right, yeah. man. I don't really have a lot of complaints about this other nah. than that soundtrack. I gotcha. And. You know? Uh, I I know may, you 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 said before we recorded maybe if it were gorier it wouldn't be a detriment and I agree with that yeah it wouldn't be a negative if it were gory there's a certain level of gore that would get silly and probably over the top when you're trying to ground it but I think it could have it could have had more of that Tom Savini gore and not hurt the film overall yeah because there were several shots where it was just like. Uh, you know, like Tony Todd out in the yard, like stabbing the crowbar down. Right. Where it's like he's clearly not stabbing anything. Right. You at least show me something. Sure. That you could that have had hurt. an insert shot of a zombie taking, you know, a crowbar in the head or one something. to the dome. Yeah. Yeah, I, I could see that. But again, it's a very grounded zombie movie. It tries to to bring it back to being scary rather than being funny. Uh, I like that. I, I like I like this overall. I mean. It's gonna. It's hard for me to put a number on it because uh, I don't remember what I gave the original, and I don't want to yeah, give same. it anything higher than the original. I think I gave the original a ten, though. So for me, this is probably like it's like an eight and a half, nine type of movie because it does everything it sets out to do, does it well, and is a really good zombie movie, which is hard to do in a time where we've gone through. I think three different cycles of zombie movies and looking back on it and still seeing it as as what it is and still enjoying it 30 years or 31 years after it came out crazy 
I mean, it's just a good movie. It's just it a is. really good movie. And, and I'll I'll totally agree with everything that you said there, and say too that you know my my ranking of this movie doesn't all reflect a nostalgia for the original. Like I've seen oh, yeah. the original a couple of times. I, yeah. I realize the historical importance of it, but it's sure. not like one of my favorite movies. I'm not generally like a huge like zombie movies are my favorite right. movies kind of guy anyway. Yeah. So while I do appreciate the original mm-hmm. and again see how much it changed the 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 landscape and acceptance mm-hmm. of horror movie culture sure. in the mainstream, I can't even say that my like of this movie is due to nostalgia. Yeah. Or anything like that. I think this is just a good fucking zombie movie. Yeah, I agree with that. The changes that they made, I think, were good. Mm-hmm. I like that they made Barbara stronger. I like that Barbara stayed the main character. Yeah. I think that's all good stuff. I love the commentary with the rednecks at the end. I think mm-hmm. It's all very cool. Very good stuff. Yeah, for me, this is probably like a solid eight. Yeah. I think Fair. it's a really fucking good remake, man. Yeah, me too. I I mean, we've done the blob and this within about a month of each other. Yeah. And, like, it kind of reminds me to not fall into that, oh, another remake is coming out. True. Or uh, another sequel of an old movie. Because, like, t- Halloween 2018, a sequel of a, a movie 40 years after. Like, fucking great. Really fucking loved it. So. There's that new Home Alone coming out. <laughs> oh, That's why you're excited about that. I mean, I can't believe they didn't get Macaulay Culkin to be at least involved, but I also... Give me a break. I also kind of understand it. But, I mean, I'll give it a chance. But again, I'm not not a kid. I don't know if I'll ever develop the nostalgia for a Home Alone remake. It would be like if somebody remade Ernest Scared Stupid. It would just be like... With John Cena. Yeah, and even if John Cena was fucking amazing in it and it was like on the same level as the original, I I don't know if it would ever, for me, be good enough because of the kid connection. Like, Home Alone I love because I loved it as a kid. I don't know, though. I'll give it a chance. All right, we'll find out. What if they do... What if it's like they do... They really do try to connect that uh, Kevin McAllister is Jigsaw theory in. <laughs> like I if they just the have him, like, I'm in. Yeah, just have him come in on a tricycle. And oh, he's yeah. like, you guys want to play a game or something? I'm into it. <laughs> if so they go cool. that direction, I'm here for that it, That would man. be awesome. We'll find out, man. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's like, give a remake a chance. Maybe mm-hmm. they have something to say. Maybe something to update yeah. that makes it more better. Yeah. I mean, you, you know, I understand the the always the argument is, doesn't Hollywood have any new ideas? And it's like, as a horror movie fan who watches horror movies basically every single day of the week, I've seen so many non-Hollywood horror movies that are good that I don't understand the complaints when people are like, Hollywood doesn't make just not new looking. horror movies. Yeah. It's like, well, yeah, but there are hundreds of horror movies out there that you've never seen that are made by small production companies like, seek them out. Don't complain about what Hollywood... Hollywood's always going to disappoint you. They don't care. Yeah. They just want to make money. Yeah. So, anyway, uh, this is great. Totally agree, Thumbs man. Thumbs up. Next week's movie should be a good old one as <laughs> well. But before we tell you what it is, you've got to follow us on Instagram and uh-huh. join our Facebook group and all yep. that other stuff. We're at Dead Lovely Pod on Instagram. You go to our link tree, link, link tree. tree forward slash dead and lovely. It's got all the stuff, including... The, the Friday Night Screaming Chat Discord link and, and all that stuff. And Patreon. And Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash dead and lovely. Head on over there. Become a, a member on any level. You get access to our Patreon exclusive episodes. Become a $5 patron. 
you get to submit a movie to the smoking bowl and then we draw from that smoking bowl and we cover whatever movie we draw like we did last week with the crow let crow then sometimes we also just do the movies that are in the bowl because this movie was in the bowl oh really yeah so you know you get something in there maybe i go oh that's interesting hey you want to do that let's just do that yeah maybe that's the deal Mm -hmm. so yeah be sure to sign up today keep those wheels a turning on this year podcast for sure and be sure to tune in next week. It's November. Uh-huh. You know what that means? No vampire. That's more like it. Yeah, we're we like gonna to do dig in some vampire movies. A in this little month. vampire movie. Yep. Um, we had a vote. Ben, let me tell you this. This is not what I expected. This is not what I expected. I sent you four vampire movies, and you were like, "Oh, Vampire's Kiss is streaming," and I was like, "All right, I'll throw that in the vote," and took out. Uh, uh, Werner Herzog's Nosferatu. I posted it thinking, well, Vampire's Kiss is up there. It's vanity. There's no way it'll ever get picked. No. It's going to be Blade 2. It's going to be Underworld. It'll maybe be fucking it'll, Twilight. Maybe even. as a joke, it'll be Twilight. Yeah. Nope. Nope. Vampire's Kiss. It's fucking cage match time, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> yes, it is. I really didn't think this would get voted in. Me neither. And I'm glad it did. It is insane. It's an insane I movie. can't wait to watch it. I've never yeah. seen it. I just know that it's nutty as shit. Are Nuttier than mi- Squirrel Poo. I mean, I, I kind of expect you at some point to text me, is this a horror movie? Is this a movie? <laughs> is this? <laughs> is this? Huh? Nick Cage? Man, he, I'm excited to find out. He's insane in this. I mean, he's insane in a lot of things, but this is like early Cage going off the fucking the reservation. Thing. We're kind of used to him going fucking batshit nutty yeah. these days. It's just like, well, here goes Nicolas Cage being fucking crazy again. He's still in the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. But back then, you weren't really expecting him to be all no, crazy. No, you like. didn't know. He was a moonstruck guy. He yeah. was, you know, now he's uh, now he's uh, reciting the alphabet. Wait till you get to him reciting the alphabet what? in Vampire's Kiss. Why should he do that? A, B, C, D. <laughs> all the way to Z. <laughs> All the way to Z. Just wait. I'm excited. Yeah. (laughs) I'm excited. Well, that should be a fun. Be sure to tune in next week. We'll talk about old Vampire's Kiss as part of No Vampire. Uh, Hopefully you guys enjoyed that one. And I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. Be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. Still the only place that podcast reviews matter. Yep. Do it. Do it. Tell us you want us to sing more. Yeah. People love our singing. Somebody somebody posted a, a very funny thing. Uh, on on Facebook the other day, it was uh, uh, a guy walking to the pod, uh, walking over to the jukebox, wearing a dead and lovely shirt. That's true. And everyone jumping to stop him. Yep, that's uh, us. When and we that's sing. us when we sing. Yeah, people love it. Is the point? They were jumping to probably congratulate him. Actually, yeah, they're gonna high five and pat him on the back. Good they job. Were sing more. Lift him up on the shoulders. <laughs> all that kind of stuff. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Why they were doing that? I, I, you know what? I'd like to be carried on someone's shoulders for singing. It's been a minute since I was, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Let's bring that back. Yeah. Yep. So be sure to tune in next week. We'll be drinking beer and talking shit it's on true. some horror movies and stuff. You guys, uh, stay healthy, wealthy, and wise, and yeah. uh, wash your damn hands and your ass. That's right. We haven't said that in a while. No, we haven't. <laughs> bring it back. And tune in next week for the newest episode of Den Lovely here with your good buddy Uncle Ben, me Hollywood Steve. We will be dead and lovely. One day, when we grow up. They're coming to get you, Stephen. Oh, fuck. Me? What yeah, for? they're going to get you. Oh, damn it. 
It's kind of like tossing you around a little bit. Oh, though. okay. Well, that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Just Rattle give me some of the bit. business. Yeah, exactly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ooh, I'm getting you. <laughs> I Hi. have you. I have you now. No, you don't. No. Damn it. All right, bye. I'm out of here. So last week, our friends Lindsay and Thomas, their youngest uh-huh. kid, PJ, okay. just had her first birthday, and we went to a birthday party, and Kate had like bought her some gifts and stuff and put them in a gift bag, and before we left the house, she was like, you know, writing happy birthday PJ on the bag, and I was mm-hmm. like, what the fuck are you writing on that bag for? That kid can't read. <laughs> kid can't read shit. So it got me kind of thinking, Yeah, and I'm just saying... There's absolutely no reason that anytime you're going to like a kid's birthday party, you're giving a kid a birthday present, you know, that's under the age of four, three yeah. or four, something like that. There's no reason you just couldn't write whatever the fuck you want to on their packages. Oh, absolutely. You could write, it's books inside, shithead. <laughs> you know? <laughs> maybe you write, you were an accident on it. Yeah, maybe so. Yeah. <laughs> you were they adopted. Know. They'd have no idea. <laughs> What You're they, not mom and dad's favorite. What if for some reason, though, they kept it? Like, their little kid mind was like, what does this say? And they hide it from their parents, and then, like, they learn to read, and they pull it out. <laughs> and it's just like, your dad's actually a merman. Adopted? What? <laughs> Twist. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying, next time you're giving a gift to a kid, just put whatever the fuck you want to on there. Yeah, for sure. Who cares? Who Misspell their name. Who cares? Yeah, they don't fucking know. That's for sure. <laughs> Have fun with that one. <laughs>